0: Hello and welcome everyone to the Behind the Player podcast brought to you by Survival Challenge. I'm your co-host today, William Hermana, and joining me today is the man, the host, John Vitea. How you doing? Doing well,
1: buddy. Glad to be with you doing
0: this again. Absolutely. We're all excited to talk about Survival Challenge. We've all been watching Survivor 41. We've been talking about some funny uh, things that, you know, this season has done uh, that we're seeing in Survivor 41. Did you want to mention any of those fun trends that we've been noticing?
1: Oh, there's a bunch. The, just tonight, the, uh, the knowledge is power advantage. The, the same phrase and the fact that it was a new advantage and they dropped that last summer, it's about the same time we did. And so the, uh, I think the Survivor gods have their hands on us and they're smiling down and giving us some pretty cool ideas.
0: <laughs> we really do love to see it. <laughs> so, uh, without further ado, I'd love to introduce our guest today, and that is Stu Nations. How you doing, man?
2: I'm doing good, man. Yeah, just, uh, just got wrapped up with that episode. I got the Braves game on in the background, but don't worry, my attention is fully on to this. Can't wait to get into it.
0: Awesome. Well, I already know uh, actually quite a bit about how you heard about Survival Challenge, but I'd love for you to explain to everyone else how you found out about Survival Challenge. Sure, of course.
2: So uh, one of my best friends in the entire world is Anthony DeMont, who was the uh, winner of the 2019 game. I was just up in arms. Uh, Of course, I'm going to support him uh, through that. And I'm thinking, You know, I'll watch, I'll follow along, Uh, you know, can't see the guy getting too far, but, you know, like I'll give it the old, you know, follow. And of course, then I'm glued to my phone for five days, you know, like I'm in social settings and I'll just excuse myself to go somewhere private and just watch. And I just, uh, you know, just became in love with the show all over again, first survival challenge. And then that kind of led into me getting back into Survivor. So it was really just through him uh, that I was aware that this kind of world existed with both just uh with both live games and uh the online world
0: so tease a little bit of like getting back into survivor like what's your history with getting into cyber survivor been like and how did like survival challenge like change your like perception on what survivor can be
2: for sure so uh i mean watching tv and movies was a big thing uh with me and my family growing up and so survivor was just one of those shows that it came out in what 2000 uh at that time i wasn't really uh all into like i wasn't in high school yet so i wasn't doing high school sports so i it was just something that my my brothers and my mother would watch Uh, so then I probably stopped around 2002, 2003, when I once got into high school and then I literally stopped watching until 2019, you know, I knew that, uh, Anthony DeMott still watched it, had a big following. I knew that he did a live game, I believe the year before. So again, you know, I was in his wedding, you know, two weeks before he ended up playing, talked a bunch about it, kind of got me back into it. Just, you know, hearing his excitement. Then again follow he wins and then i'm just enamored so then moved to a completely new area and then you know we have COVID hit and then as a teacher i had a lot of uh now free time on my hands and then i just made up for lost time and just started crushing seasons on amazon prime hulu like you name it and then got into foreign Survivor. so yeah i mean it was just because of one of my best friends playing this iteration uh of a small scale game that you know got me got me all the way into it again
0: and uh while we're on this part of the story one of the things i'd love to mention is just how uh because you were really good friends with anthony during the the pandemic um my cast in season seven was looking ways to stay in touch um you know without there being survivor going on it's just like we want to figure out something for us to talk about and interact with. And during this time, there was a popular game called among us and it involved a lot of uh, deceiving and uh, blind sides and uh, trying to disguise yourself as the imposter, as one of the, the good guys. And so we had some really fun games with that. And for myself, as well as a good number of other uh, season seven cast members, we were introduced to Stu through these games and it was so fun because not only was it great getting to know you, but it was so funny for you to come in being like, I know who all of you guys are. I've watched your seasons. It's so cool. Like actually getting to like talk to you guys. And I'm just like, wow, like, is this like, like, like a real fan of the game? And it's just like, it, it's like, not in a, you were making us feel like celebrities. And I was just like, oh, cool. I guess like no. I never... Pictured us that way, but it's, it's really cool to think about. Yes, there are people out there that exist that watch the game and they're huge fans. And uh, just your reaction to being able to talk to us was just so wholesome to me.
2: Oh, I appreciate that. I mean, I remember when uh DeMott said that he had some random, you know, game nights with his cast. And I was like, dude, like, you know, I moved down to Virginia beach I'm living with one of my best friends and his wife, and then I'm living with his in-laws for a good little while. I finally signed my own lease, and then two weeks later, quarantine hit. And so I'm just sitting in my place with next to nothing, and I'm like, how am I going to pass this time for who knows how long this is going to go on? And then... He's like, yeah, I think we're having a random game night. And not that I had much on the agenda anyway, but I'm like, I'm literally dropping everything. I can't wait to do it. And I got, you know, got to meet, you know, you all. I might, might have fanboyed over over uh, some people who, uh, who who would join every now and then, but it was, it was truly like you guys were super helpful in helping me keep my sanity <laughs> for the first part of quarantine. And of course, I only know one person. So like, he's just like vouching for me. And then I'm sure you guys were just like, all right, great, some guy we've never met before is going to join this game. (laughs) It's just so crazy how it all worked out.
0: Uh, Now, John, what about uh, your end? Because you didn't have this experience, but uh, you got to know Stu through casting, I'm sure. Uh, What was your impression of him in that process?
1: Yeah, interestingly enough, none of the folks in casting were part of that game night stuff that you were talking about. So I had heard Stu's name, obviously, from uh, other challenge folks and heard about his excitement and all that. Um, Stu ended up being one of the people we did a live interview with. Um, We don't do them for everyone, but we were down to a last couple of cast spots and uh, we decided to talk to him. He his, uh, Stu, I don't, I'm sure you don't mind me saying this, your, your written part of your application was really good. Okay. Um, I wanted to see you live, like, cause there's two different things, right? Some people write really well and come across a little differently on video. That's me. I'm not, I'm not a great video personality. And then there's some people who are just great in front of the camera, but then you read their written app, and you're like, uh, I'm not really sure what I'm seeing on the camera is real, right? So sure, sure. The casting group was kind of up in the air about a couple of people, so we said, let's get him on the uh, on the screen and see how he presents himself. And um, I don't know, was that a little nerve wracking for you, Stu? Uh,
2: well, I think before I get into that, I got to bring up how I applied for the 2020 game and got rejected, and. <laughs> Uh, I'll be the first to apologize because that video, like looking back on it, like I think it's super hilarious because I like to make jokes and, you know, crack puns all day long, but it was just so cringe. And like, you know, after the game, you know, we get like the whole like, group together. And it's like, Hey, like drop your audition videos if you want. And I'm like, I want that deleted. I don't want anyone to ever see this ever again. Like, so the fact that you guys even gave me a shot after that, I was just like, like, do, do they not remember who I am? Like, are they sure they want to do it? But then like, obviously like the whole, like getting told no, and then months go by, you know, maybe even a full year. And then as 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 funny as this is, it's not even Anthony DeMont who tells me that they're looking for a couple new people because I guess people dropped out at the last moment. you got to create this new video, which I did. Shout out to Hannah for being the first one to talk to me about it. And uh, yeah, I just monologued. And then I got the email and I was like, well, it can't be be worse than saying no. And then they're like, how do you feel about an interview? And I'm like, "Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and do it. So I feel like I was already... I had already won kind of in that aspect, just because like I'm already in consideration and I was already going to go out and, and watch the game live, even if I didn't get casted. So I think just to kind of put myself on your all's radar, even if I didn't get casted for this game uh, was going to be a big, a big thing for me. So uh, going into that interview, actually I was probably a bundle of nerves until about 10 minutes before. And then I just kind of had like this self-realization that I was like, they they asked me to do this for a reason. They had to, something had to strike a chord with them. So I just got to, I just got to uh, run with it.
1: Yeah. And, and you were a little more blunt than I was, but yeah, your, your initial submission, what I read, I could tell you understood the game and, and you were going to bring something to the table there. The video didn't bowl us over, obviously. And that's <laughs> what, that's what held you back the first time around. But between making a reasonable impression, and then starting to hear your name show up among people that I know and trust was certainly enough to give you a shot at the, uh, at the live audition.
0: Sure, sure. So uh, going from here, um, once you were uh, casted now, I don't know the timeline here, were you casted, uh, for the 2020 season or was it, um, once people dropped out for 2020, we need more people for 2021.
2: Yeah. So I was originally just a flat out. No, uh, which again, just talking about my uh, initial video was so bad that I was like, it's probably, probably smart of them to do that. I'm not going to lie. And, uh, so waited a full year. And then I saw the post, I think come January, uh, in 2021 where it's like hey we're not gonna take any you know we're not gonna take anybody new we already got our cast and I'm like that's I mean that's I think that's fair like you know you, they had this game lined up and you know obviously things out of their control stopped the game from happening um
1: so yeah, then so we were like in late March I think when we talked to you right
2: yeah I mean I want to say it was i, I want to say it was probably I think the whole process started maybe like late February. I think I had my interview early March and then a decision was made probably toward the middle.
0: Yeah. But you did have the whole pandemic year to prepare essentially.
2: Oh, that's when I got almost all of my survivor watching in. So like I said, I I made up for a bunch of lost time uh, through another friend I got added to, Uh, this big Facebook group that had the foreign seasons of Survivor. So I even had enough time to kill that I could watch some of those. So I got really into Australian Survivor. Uh, So yeah, I got, got to watch a lot and you would think that it'd be sensory overload. uh, But I mean, I was just soaking it all up.
0: Awesome. And uh, I think you mentioned that you even listened to some of the uh, old episodes of the podcast.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, definitely when 2019, uh, the game of twenty nineteen ended. I was following along because, like, kind of like you mentioned earlier, you know, like, you, you know, I'm not gonna say you guys were celebrities to me, but you know, like, I knew obviously enough about you guys from watching the game, and then to really just, you know, kind of get that, you know, look behind the curtain and see, you know, like, what was the, what was the strategy behind what you were doing, and for me having never played uh, a game like this, whether it be in person or online, I was just like a sponge. I was trying to soak up as much as I could to see, you know, what worked for certain people's game. Uh, you know, I, I definitely listened to people who I thought I was going to try to somewhat model my game after cause I saw certain similarities. Uh, so yeah, those videos I was, uh, deeply in tune with, uh, I mean, sorry, those, the, those podcasts I was deeply in tune with.
0: Awesome. Glad to hear it. Um, What about physical preparation, whether it be through skills, trying to learn, like starting a fire or learning how to run for a long time or swim? Some people have literally learned how to swim for a survival challenge. Was there anything physically that you you prepared yourself for?
2: Uh, So, I mean, I definitely, you know, I'm a PE teacher. Uh, from my line of work, so I, you know, I'm not going to say I'm in the greatest shape, but I know that I can go and do things when you know competition uh, is there. So I started to up my up my cardio, which someone who is a severe asthmatic and also recovering from a torn ACL, uh, not the uh, not the easiest thing to do. And then about probably three weeks before the game, I massively tweaked my hamstring to the point where I didn't know if I was going to play at all. Uh, so I did that, you know, I, i i think I've been a decent swimmer my entire life, so I didn't really do that. Uh, so just, I think that was just it physically in terms of prepping up for the challenges. But, you know, there were other things that I, uh, that I did, you know, I would do like little, uh, kind of like, uh, sliding puzzles, a uh, game on my phone. I would do like little memory testers, uh, at the end of the school year as I was getting things done, whether it was like remembering certain locker combinations or, you know, where certain things went, because I knew that that was probably going to come into come into play. But then I think the two biggest thing is that I was able to adjust my, my diet and sleep schedule. And I think I went a little too hard on that. Because um, a big thing for me with this game and an overall strategy that I had is I wanted to be able to control the controllables. Obviously, I can't control – Uh, the shape of the game and the way it's going to go. I can't control the weather. Um, So while people are going to focus on that, maybe some people, you know, were going to be like super hungry or not do well with lack of sleep. And I was able to kind of crash my system and get used to eating, you know, not a whole lot and, you know, being on reduced sleep. So like I went kind of like super extreme in that aspect and we'll get into it, you know, later on. But as we got into uh, the game longer and longer. I was actually feeling stronger and stronger.
0: Yeah, it's it's crazy how our bodies react once I think our bodies kind of have a reluctant like acceptance for the situation. And basically, when your body just switches into survival mode, it's so rare to actually be in that position. And you know, you hear stories all the time from Survivor when they're like. You know, I was like, I didn't know I was like physically capable of all this stuff. And I think it's like literally true because you never put your bodies in these types of survival like uh, situations. So you really don't know when you feel like you're so far out of your comfort zone, uh, not eating, not sleeping properly, just in the elements, you unlock a new part of yourself that you didn't know existed. So that's
2: absolutely true.
0: So moving on from preparation, uh, I always ask because sometimes there's some funny stories. Um, Did you happen to run into any other uh, cast members or uh, team members from production um, before you showed up to the location?
2: Oh, yeah. So, I mean, obviously, like I've mentioned before, and I'll mention a thousand times probably in this, uh, Anthony DeMott's one of my best friends. And so I coordinated with him. Uh, I flew into St. Louis, and he was driving from Mississippi. So he just kind of scooped me up from the airport. So we had like three hours, uh, you know, to kind of chill, talk, uh, get into Macomb, and we get into this hotel, and I can't even remember what it was called. Uh, but my first introduction to Macomb was a super hot hotel room that had no uh, had no ice for anything. So then of course with, you know, DeMott helping out, he goes off and, you know, does some things with the production side of things. And so I'm just kind of hanging out. Uh then all of a sudden he's like, "All right, I'm rolling back." And I'm like, "Cool, cool, cool." And then all of a sudden I just hear down the hallway just a chant of like stew, 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 stew. And I'm like, "Oh my god, he brought people." What? And then <laughs> I open the door and I mean, I, I like I might even be forgetting who all was there but there was a, a good portion of, you know, people from production who I had gotten to know through those uh, virtual game nights, whether it was among us or, uh, you know, virtual board games. But to me, that was super cool. Cause like, you know, we had gotten to know each other, you know, in a virtual sense uh, over the last little while. And I knew that during the game, I didn't want anybody to, say that they had any idea who I was. So to kind of get that time in before the game, uh, was certainly something super awesome.
0: That's, that's really cool. I, I wish I had a similar time to do that because it was really hard for me to play knowing so many people, uh, on production and a team that. It was just like, I just want to say hi to people, (laughs) you know, I don't get to see these people that often. So that's awesome that you were able to have that experience and, uh, say hi to some people that who you may be, like, you didn't even get to meet some of those people in person before that was just your first time straight up.
2: Yeah. Like, I mean, like all my, uh, my entire relationship with them was through a screen. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, then to see them before the game, you know, I kind of feel like at times during the game, I was playing two different games. You know, I had to play the game with the, the 23 other people around me, but then I was also playing the game with production people. And, you know, like I would kind of look away and, you know, I get, like, maybe, like, an encouraging, you know, like, quick little smile, or, you know, like, whatever, just kind of, like, some kind of, like, little nod, you know, of uh, of affirmation, you know, that was, you know, very, very subtle. Uh, but to kind of, like, play it off as, like, oh, I don't, like, I'm sorry, your name, Anthony DeMont? Hey, great to meet you. Like, it's so, you know, <laughs> that's, that's so cool. Or, you know, like, with, you know, Bobby or... Uh, you know sam you know like i mean there are other people that i played you know these games with but you know like with them being kind of more at the forefront on the production side of things definitely was uh kind of interesting to to kind of battle that out as well
0: i always love those moments of pretending you don't know who someone you're just fake inducing yourself to
2: yeah <laughs> oh yeah i mean i'm definitely i can't wait till we get into the game and i have uh a couple of uh fun talking points that uh that we're going to get into.
0: All right. Well, let's just get into it. Then you show up at the property, you're getting checked in and you're getting a look at all the other players. That's, that's around you. What is your initial thoughts as this is getting prepped?
2: Uh, well, so I'm driving a car that is not, uh, that is not my own. Again, it's the Mots. And, uh, I, I say this because it becomes a, it becomes a talking point later in the game. Uh, where I'm just used to not having a push to start car. I just take the keys out and I'm like, all right, whatever. Uh, I'll kind of dangle that little carrot, but that comes into play a little later. Uh, so I get checked in. The very first thing I, I, I say is like, Hey, I try not to say it too loud because I'm in the middle, uh, checking tent. And I was like, like whispering, like, can you get this to Anthony DeMont? Like this, these are his keys. Make sure that he gets them. Um, so get through, get through, check in, you know, obviously without my blanket Uh, and then, you know, get told to stand in the corner, you know, get stand, uh, stand in the area. Don't talk to anybody, which I was kind of expecting. Uh, And, you know, even then, you know, in a nonverbal setting, like the game is already, you know, the game's already started, you know, you're kind of sizing up your competition. Uh, Nobody, nobody really stood out to me. Uh, I did notice that there were a lot more, uh, guys than girls. Uh, so I didn't know, uh, what the, what the breakup was, you know, wherever the other one, the other, uh, contestants were being held or, you know, were we going to have survivor players, you know? So already I have a bunch of, you know, just scenarios like running through my mind. Uh, and then we get the call that's like, uh, Hey everybody, like come over here. Let's go ahead and, uh, you know, get the the game officially underway.
0: (laughs) Awesome. And uh, I don't know about you, John, where does this fall on your favorite openings to a season? Because this is, I don't know where it falls for me, but it's certainly one of my favorites as far as just throwing people into things.
1: Definitely. It's something we've talked about doing for a long time. And for whatever reasons, it never came to pass until last season. Just the idea of just put everybody in a big line and say a few opening words and then say, go. Um, the beauty of it is its simplicity and the chaos that quickly ensues. And it's fun for me because I, I obviously know all that's about to happen within minutes. Um, but I'm looking at everyone's face and their eyes and just trying to read body language and people at that point have all sorts of different looks on their faces from the people who are sponges and are listening intently to every word I say. And then there's people who are already looking down the line at who, who else is here? Do I know anybody? Who's my competition? And that's what makes the go moment so cool is that wherever you are mentally, like suddenly you have to shift very rapidly in the game mode. So uh, watching that all unfold, whether it was my favorite setup or not, I don't know. But the way it played out, I thought was was excellent. I mean,
2: excellent, maybe for someone not playing the game. but Yes. Yeah. yeah mean, we're
1: I, always talking about from our point of view, knowing yeah, that yeah, yeah, our yeah. point of view is yours is going to be probably the opposite.
2: Oh, I mean, like it, it went from John, you being like, hey, you guys just had to be here. And I'm like literally like chomping at the bit. Like I'm salivating. Like, yes, yes, yes. And you're like, all right. So like, hey, this is what you're going to do for the challenge. Each team is going to be four guys, four girls go. And I'm like,
1: I'm like, mean, no. I'm like, no,
2: John, like, I know there's this thing that, you know, like you're going to put us into groups. And I think like oh, enough of us, like kind of like balked at the beginning where you were like, Yeah. I meant like start now. And I'm like, I'm like, Oh good Lord. Like this is really happening. Like I got to go. So I just immediately, you know, jump to a group. And for me it was more about proximity just because having never played a game like this, I had no, uh, prior connections or, or knew of anybody else. Uh, so I end up, uh, being in a group, I guess somehow we have an extra guy, uh, set up so it's five guys four girls there's a a group you know on the other side that's looking for a guy i'm kind of looking around i was initially first uh was pretty hesitant about going over but as you know i saw that nobody else was going to make the jump i was like you know what you know the hell with it you know i'm the kind of guy where you know i'll kind of sacrifice you know things on my end because you know at this point, now sixteen people aren't you know playing the game because one guy is not willing to get up and go. So I end up going, switching over, uh, and so that puts me, I believe, on the blue crew. And then we just you know kind of get underway.
1: Were you in I, the water?
2: Yeah. So I didn't have time to go through, and you know, by that point, Eddie, I, I don't even know if they did any kind of like introductions or just like talking about strength and weaknesses and i had this whole bit where like i didn't want to get my socks wet you know very early on and you know being so late i didn't want to be like hey guys i know i just got over here uh but can we take can we take any more time i just want to take my socks off like (laughs) it'll just take me you know a little bit and then with the added thing of like you you know you're gonna have runners uh i have to bring over things i just didn't want to add anything more because we'll get into it that my hat got left behind uh by somebody i don't know who it was um, so I, you know, I jumped in the water, you know, again, with being an asthmatic and having an ACL injury, I didn't want to have to kind of gas myself with the run at the very early stages. And I thought with multiple people pushing and helping with the boards with swimming, uh, that would have been easier for me. So I ended up doing, uh, both legs of the swim.
1: So you were literally like, seeing these people as the challenge was beginning like there wasn't even that one minute before it started because you were the last one there so they were pretty much already in game mode right and you show up and it's hit the water and let's go
2: pretty much yep
1: what a way to start
2: oh (laughs) yeah it was amazing
0: (laughs) I, i just still love the idea of you guys thinking that like, oh, John, you don't know how survival challenge works. You need to put us in tribes. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm literally like. <laughs> a funny joke.
2: He's like, any questions? And I'm like, yeah, John, I want that bit about tribes or, you know, whatever. And he's like, go. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess we're doing this ourselves. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: man. All right. Well, this challenge has many parts to it. Um, and. Obviously we have the swimming cart portion, but then we also have this portion with the ropes and these poles. And then we have these things with trivia questions that you find out that's from other people and all sorts of stuff going down. So why don't you just give us the breakdown on your point of view during this whole opening challenge?
2: Sure. So uh, we are the last group to get all of our belongings and everybody up on the water Uh, and so I believe there were three like, uh, things that you could choose from as we went from the lake, uh, to get to, uh, camp life. So we were just told like, Hey, we got to look for things, you know, it had a mark for the location of where it, you know, it might, you know, where they should be. So at that point, you know, we get our belongings, you know, we start you know, officially introducing ourselves. I can't remember who suggested it, but like while we were swimming, people were like, all right, like let's just run through names real quick. And I'm like, I'm horrible with names. I'm not going to remember this. I'm just trying not to drown. Uh, I'm trying to pull my, literally my own way here. So like, you know, I get to, uh, you know, make, you know, make the introductions to the group, you know, start talking to people, uh, found out that I was the oldest person on the tribe at 33. So that was super fun to know. Uh, we go along, we find our two things and then it says just like wait back at camp and we're waiting there for a pretty good while. Uh, so we get there, there's like this, you know, circle formation that ends up uh, being the fire pit. There's a pedestal that's there. And it's like, Hey, do not touch. And so Holly was like, all right, well I won't touch it. Like I'll just get something else to touch it. So like she fishes the clue out, which I thought was hilarious. And then production's like, Oh no, you can't do that. And I'm like, but that was so brilliant. That was so cool. And so <laughs> To have that kind of moment and be like, well, it doesn't even count now. That's not fun. Uh, so then, you know, we kind of go exploring, uh, and hey, by Stu, t-
1: before you, yeah. let me stop you real quick. At this point, who anybody leading the tribe, Um,
2: I wouldn't say leading, you know, some people are, you know, are like, well, hey, I I can't remember who was saying this, but people are like, well, hey, we're the first ones here. Do we want to go explore? And of course, like, no one's going to be like, no, I'm actually okay. Like, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) It's like, yeah, of course I'll go exploring, you know, of course we'll go do this. And so so you
1: everybody's know, playing strict survivor, don't put yourself out there yet yeah. and kind of trying to just be one of the group.
2: Yeah. Like I, like I, you know, everybody was, you know, kind of doing, you know, like they would have like equal time, you know, being, you know, leaders in a sense, you know, people were like, Hey, like, let's look here for, you know, the first little bit before we even get there. It's like, Uh, you know, people are suggesting like, Hey, which way should we explore? And we, you know, we really came to a, you know, a pretty, you know, good group consensus, you know, as we're walking, you know, some people, and again, this is where my memory is not great. Uh, and you know, with going back and watching some of the live feed, I know that our group wasn't really followed, so I can't say for any certainty, but I know that there were some people who had no problem like going into the woods and doing a little bit of exploring. Other people were just kind of really on the straight and narrow of the path itself. Uh, so we go, uh, after we get done exploring, we, we circle back and by that time we're the third group. So it's just like, Oh, didn't John say if we were the first group, like we, you know, we would be good. And then we're like, well, we were the first group and then we left and now we're the last group. Like, is that going to have any kind of, you know, anything to play? So finally everyone's there, John, you go in and be like, Hey, I think you said you needed like two people. Yep. So for our group, it was Chris and Caitlin, I believe. And so while they're going off and doing whatever, like all three groups are still there and, the one world season of survivor is still one that I haven't seen to this day. Uh, but I, I did for myself find it kind of odd that we would all be there, especially considering how much, you know, I watched, of uh, season seven and then seeing the episodes, I was like, this isn't something that is normally done. So we were still kind of really sticking with our groups. You know, at this point, you know, we're still getting to know each other, getting a feel, uh, for everybody, And then, you know, some time goes by and all of a sudden Chris comes streaking down and he's like, go, 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 go. And I'm just like, holy crap, like this game really does keep you on the edge of your seat. You know, we fly up and, you know, we're just kind of waiting there. Uh, You know, we're still talking because then Chris goes like it was uh, an equation of survivor history. Uh, Whatever your answer was, you had to go down a certain path. You know, I thought this was the answer. Everyone else around is like, oh, yeah, of course. Like, that's for sure the correct answer. And I'm just like, it's a great thing I didn't go on this cha- part of the challenge because <laughs> my survivor challenge would have been not great. And to have that be let known at the very beginning, probably not in my best interest. Um, so then, it's, you know, we're, we're hanging up there. I know it's our group. And then I want to say, I can't remember what the original tribe colors are or who they were, but it was – uh the group that ended up being holada uh, is like they came up and they're like hey does any you know is anybody have these two names or how many letters do you have in your last name and I'm like what a random like you could just ask for my name right like you should like you don't need to go into like this specific of detail and they're like oh no like you need to find a box and then it gives you these clues and then like there's and I'm just like Oh my God, like there is just so much more to this challenge than I was ever thinking there was going to be. And so then we go on, you know, the hunt for our box and you know, where, you know, even still like, you know, the clues didn't really do it for me. Right. Like we're all in one camp. We're having to talk to each other and not at one point was like, you know what, I bet we got to work together. I bet this is a thing where we all going to have to do this. Like it did not compute, you know, to me, uh, you know, at that time. So, you I mean, weren't
1: alone in that.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that's a comfort to know.
1: <laughs> we were all standing off to the side. I don't know if you ever looked up and saw production huddling, but we were basically saying, like, they're not getting this at all. Like, what are we going to do? Because <laughs> we had thought we were going to be done literally like an hour or so before it actually wrapped up that night. Oh yeah, We were actually starting to enter into that discussion about what happens if they just don't figure any of this out? Because we hadn't thought that was going to be possible.
2: Right. I mean, I will say uh, a pretty funny moment for me was, uh, you know, we kept like walking up and down the hill and it's like, well, if this is the trail, like, what are we not seeing? So like, we start like going, you know, we walk all the way down. We're like, all right, like, let's see what the other, this other tribe is in, you know, this other group is working with. We walk back up the hill and we have the, you know, the water bucket, we have, you know, the Porter John, and then there's this thing all the way to the right. And so I take literally one step to the right. And Evan is, you know, who's someone that I've, you know, knew from the, uh, you know, video game sessions was like, Nope. And I'm like, (laughs) okay, so we're playing a game of hot and cold right now. I was like, I, I, you know, I'm hoping that this is going to lead us. So I start taking directions in other ways. He's like, nope. And then all of a sudden he doesn't say anything. And I'm like, guys, like we should, I think we need to go down here. And so we end up finally finding our thing. Um, you know, we all get back to camp and then, and then it becomes apparent, you know, where we like one tribe has a pot, one tribe has a Flint and one tribe has, I think uh, a pouch of rice. And then we're just like, all right, cool. We're done. Like we don't gotta do anything else. And then I, you know, I, I still vividly remember like seeing like all the production up uh, further up. And I'm just like, I'm thinking to myself, like, there's gotta be something else. You know, they all still wouldn't be here if, you know, if, the, if that wasn't the case. And at that point, you know, we're still like just within our own groups. Um, you know, nobody's setting up a camp life. And I'll say for, for my instance, because there was nothing said about camp life, I didn't want to go to work too hard on this specific area. And then production be like, all right, well, like, hey, like, now that we're officially done, like, let's get you guys to your, you know, your camp life Uh, you know, these groups are going to go elsewhere. And then I put in, I put in work and effort for a, uh, you know, home site. that's not even my own. So we start, we start getting to work entirely too late. Uh, so by the time it gets dark, you know, we don't even have a fire going. It's just going to be the tarps that you let us, uh, you let us buy with those challenge bucks.
0: Now, you know, you mentioned how you didn't think it was going to be the case, but at what point did you finally believe that? Like, oh, it's a one-world thing.
2: Probably when it got dark and nothing was and nothing was happening on <laughs> on anything. And so, it, so, like, you know, like the sun goes down. And it's like, all right, we've probably got about like forty-five minutes, and then everyone's just like chickens with their head cut off again. Where it's like, let's get like let's try to do something for camp life, and you know, like I take my challenge buck out of its pouch and I, you know, give it to the, to the, the group of people that are working on the fire. And I'm like, Hey, this might be, this might catch easier. Use that. You know, I kind of wanted to showcase that, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a team player. I'm willing to kind of give up on certain things. uh, If it's for, you know, the betterment of everybody, because at that point it was very apparent that we were, we were staying there for the long
0: haul. And how was that first night for you?
2: Oh man. So this is where it gets fun, right? So, you know, we're, we're sitting around, we're kind of kumbaya because, you know, we're all, I wouldn't say content with, uh, with the setup. Uh, but you know, there wasn't a whole lot of cross, you know, group, you know, earlier in the, earlier in the day, I knew that with the previous season, not having any kind of swaps there was going to be some type of swap at some point so i didn't want to go into that and not at least have like a name you know not like walking up somewhere like on a new group and be like hey like i don't know who you are like let me meet you on day two i felt that that would have been a really poor look uh and i know it's been talked about in some of the other interviews that has been done uh and some of the, the the other shorter interviews on the live reality games and uh, I knew that I was going to be, I mean, I'm a social butterfly. I was going to rely more on my socialness just to begin with. Uh, and I wasn't even the person who was getting targeted for being the most social. So I was pretty proud of myself. Uh, that, that would be, uh, my man, Alex. Uh, but I do, I do remember someone saying something along the lines of like, look at Stu, like he's, you know, going around talking. And I was like, okay, like people are being super observant, you know, and we're just underway. Like I got to kind of tone it back a little bit so we're sitting down all of a sudden justin comes up and is like hey is anybody from does anybody have a you know a virginia car uh you left your car running and so you know with the getting to know everybody i believe it was grace right away was like uh Stu, aren't you from virginia is that your car and i told my very f- first lie in the game <laughs> where i was like no nah, i flew into st louis which was true but I was like, I got a rental car, uh, so it's definitely not that. And, of course, it's Anthony DeMott's car that's been running for the last, like, probably at this point, three hours. Oh, my gosh. So, <laughs> so it finally gets to be my time to do confessionals. Uh, you know, I've gone up and down. You know, we're still within the group. There's been, you know, been some chatter. Uh, on my side, there hasn't been a lot of strategic chatter just because, you know, the groups have been so large. And so, you know, it hasn't been like a more, you know, one-on-one or like, you know, groups, you know, a group of three, uh, aside from me, you know, telling Caitlin that I was like, Hey, I, you know, I think we get along great. You know, like, I like, I like what this is. That was probably the most strategic thing, uh, that I said on the first night. And so I am excited to hear other people's, uh, interview, you know, beside Chris, But I don't think he even showcased that, you know, there was a ton of that being done. So I've been noticing other people. uh, I believe it was Brendan who's been kind of calling people. And he's like, all right, like, who's next? Like, he consults the list and, like, kind of looks at it and calls people. And then next thing you know, like, he comes down, like, all willy-nilly. And he's like, Stu, come on over. And I'm like, oh, my God, dude, please. Like, I thought that my game was tanked right then and there because I I was wondering if, you know, people on – uh, people that were playing were going to notice that someone on production uh, sounded rather confident in uh, in his calling of, of my name. So of course, I walk up, I lean into Justin real close, and I was like, "Hey, you might want to get word to Anthony like pronto because that is that is for sure his car." <laughs> so we do like the little introduction, and then will like I know that uh, I you right you were not part of that original group that came over before. So, uh, I said my piece, you came behind the camera gave me a hug. Bobby gave me a hug. And then I'm walking back and Maddie is coming up right, like super close. And I'm just like, Oh my God, is my game tanked part two. I'm like, did she, (laughs) did she see that? I'm, you know, you know, at least close enough with people in production that they're giving me hugs. Uh, and then is she going to go back in her tribe and be like, hey, like, Stu's a dangerous guy. Like, I think he's letting on more than he knows, even though we weren't in the same uh, working group of eight, you know, still like information is power. So I was already like really, really, really freaking out about that.
1: So, William, uh, editorial note for us. And we, we always <laughs> talk about this, but this is another example of how just even subtle interactions between contestants and production even if nobody else sees it now Stu has to think
0: about it (laughs) yeah right now as tempting as it is
1: for us to say hi to our friends or interject ourselves we have to resist the urge
2: (laughs) yeah and i mean like obviously that's just me and then what's funny is that then like it's not like i even went over to i felt that it would have been even more obvious um because at that point i'd you know not had a conversation with maddie past like Hey, what's your name? You know, where are you from? What do you do? So I thought it would have been like painfully obvious that something went down that I'm going over and, and kind of being like, Hey, like you didn't happen to see anything. Right. <laughs> uh, so I thought that would have been, you know, more detrimental to, uh, to, you know, to my game than anything else. Um, but just real quick, cause, uh, I kind of want to talk about my initial group, uh, and who I was, uh, kind of closest to, cause I figured I was going to kind of come up with things later on in the game. Um, but within my initial group of eight, so I had with blue, I had, uh, both Jake's Chris, uh, Caitlin, Grace, Kelsey, and Holly. Um, and so within that group of eight, you know, it's not, like I said, there hasn't been a lot of strategic talk on, on my side. People aren't really saying anything to me. Um, but just in terms of the conversations that were being had, I know that, uh, Caitlin and I and Jake Miller and I, you know, had a really good rapport. You know, there was uh, a nice little banter, you know, joking around. Uh, I, I, felt best with them and then it was literally everybody else. Um, but I also knew that with it being the first day and I was expecting a swap of some kind that I didn't want to just be like, well, these are the only two people that I'm working with or willing to work with because I have no idea what the game is going to throw at me. Uh, So, I mean, like, I think it's very tough to kind of give off a a, a really bad or negative vibe uh, right off the bat, but Caitlin uh, and Jake Miller were the uh, two that stood out to me the most.
0: Awesome. All right, well, John, do you have anything to add for the first day before we move on to day two?
1: No, I I think we were all just glad that, We got through all of that and uh, (laughs) uh, we finally got to call it a night. And um, you know, the story we always talk about, William, like even if the thing doesn't go anywhere close to how we plan it, it's all about what they make of it, right? Mm -hmm. So it doesn't necessarily play out how we wanted to, but it was up to them to decide, do we stay in three separate groups? Do we intermingle? if we do stay in the three groups, who do I talk to? Who do I not? And you hear Stu talking about some of those dynamics and those are really the important things. You know, it's just that first impression day and that kind of set you up for what was going to happen on Thursday, right? Is the whole idea was everybody's going to know everybody.
0: Oh yeah. (laughs) All right. Well getting into day two, um, Obviously people didn't sleep that well.
2: Uh, <laughs> oh, I might've gotten 45 minutes and that's a,
0: that's a reach. That's a, that's a good night one sleep. Oh, I mean, I got yeah. 20 minutes at best. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's a, uh, it's crazy cause I've never been someone who's like hard of sleeping. And I always think it's like, how is it possible that you just can't like, like that you just spend a whole night not sleeping. And then for the first time in my life, I was like, Wow. So this is what it's like. It's not fun. <laughs> so.
2: well, well, it's funny, kind of like what I said earlier from my prep, you know, like I would range and obviously life as a teacher. I'm really afforded this opportunity because the school year had already ended. I'm able to kind of adjust that. I mean, I never got anything, you know, less than two hours of sleep, you know, when I was prepping my body for this. Uh, so uh, but I mean, like me, like waking up tired, I was like, I'm really not. You know, I'm not too, too affected by it. I would have liked a little more, but, you know, with the rain, um, something to note real quick on that night one, because of the rain, our group decided to move up to where production was hanging out uh, underneath that tree line. Uh, I was not the most thrilled about that decision. And again, I can't remember who kind of spearheaded that. Like, I understand it, you know, I understand the game sense where, you know, that coverage is going to, you know, keep you more dry, potentially let you have more sleep. But I thought just with the annexing like ourselves from the other group, you know, if there was a swap, people are going to be like, well, I really don't want to work with any of you guys because you kind of removed yourself from, from the experience. So, you know, we got used to the Macomb welcome of birds, train birds, and then it's light out. (laughs) Uh, So then, you know, we had the morning confessionals Uh, and then we are on our way to, uh, the very first reward challenge. I do want to point out that I'd have a really, really good conversation with Jake Sparks. Um, just because with my perception of the group, uh, even though I hadn't had any kind of strategic talk and a thing that I wanted to do was play from the middle. I was also kind of wanting to be very careful and, you know, choose my words carefully Will, like not to, uh, not to kind of throw shade at you, but I have to do it a little (laughs) bit. Um, I I definitely didn't want to tell five or six people that I was in a final two with them.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Don't don't blame you. Don't recommend (laughs) that strategy. Uh. (laughs) Um, So for me,
2: like I wanted everyone to, you know, kind of feel good about me because I knew that there were going to be conversations that I wasn't going to be a part of. And so I wanted, if my name ever got to be brought up, I wanted people to see, like, if the worst they could say is he hasn't really talked strategy with me, but I like him overall. Like I was okay with that because I wanted to kind of play from the middle. I wanted them to kind of see me as a pawn. Um, but just from the initial, uh, the group, I kind of saw myself outside of it because I saw that uh, Miller, Kelsey were really close. And then there was a, a, the tight three with Kelsey, Grace, uh, and Caitlin. And so I, I thought at best I'm a number five. And so I wanted to make sure that I had a really good chat with somebody who was not a part of that. Um, so like I know that Chris and I kind of bonded about our love of board games um, but on that walk up to the first challenge, like Jake and I had a really good talk. I, you know, kind of opened up to him and was like, I've never done any kind of game like this before. Uh, so I was like, just be honest with me. Am I, am I that much a fish out of water right now? And, you know, after hearing his, after hearing his take and how he kind of perceived things in a similar way and him being a more seasoned player and how, uh, you know, like I saw, I saw some, you know, some, something working there. So even if, even if he wasn't who I was closest to originally, like I said, I didn't want to close anybody off, but I did have a really, really good chat with him. Uh, Cause we were the first two, uh, we were at, you know, the first two in front of the line. So I had a really good, really chat with him. And then, and then it all goes to shit. And I apologize for cursing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so so we kinda hit you with two different things, right, when you show up there ahead of that first challenge on Thursday. One is a continuation of the theme that you already knew, which was that there was this currency, the challenge buck currency, but you're gonna be playing for it all day on Thursday and it's yours individually, oh, which yeah. is something something different. And then part two is. Oh, by the way, still no tribes. We're just going to shuffle you around, and we're going to play out each challenge and see how it goes. Which, so, so you hear, you hear those two things, and what are you thinking?
2: So I thought that the constant mix up. I thought that was a really, really unique and cool idea from a production side of things. Um, plus, it got it got people to interact with each other that maybe were on that different group because there wasn't a lot of uh you know co-mingling you know within the different groups so this kind of you know kind of forced that hand uh you know as it were so we draw our two groups of 12 uh and the slingshot that oh god that slingshot and of course like of course like uh, this is just you know hubris at its finest you know and the night one we're talking about our strengths and weaknesses and i even bring up the whole like guys like kind of like these odds and end things like my nickname in college was Carney because like i would be good at like these like just things that no one should be good at and so then of course we see the slingshot we get into our group's and you can tell, like, even with it being a reward day, like, nobody was really super wanting to step up into that, you know, kind of, you know, hero or zero role. And there were a couple people that were on my group initially, so they were like, well, Steve said, like, he's, you know, his nickname was Carney. And everyone kind of, like, looks to me, and I'm like, I mean, yeah, like, I'll do it. And so, of course, everyone was like, all right, cool. Like, and it was kind of <laughs> crazy how, like, with the, the throwing of the – of the ball and the swing portion, like none of that got like answered until I called like the most difficult part of the challenge. So as soon as I said, I'll do slingshot, then everything else kind of fell into line. And I'm like, all right, well, like, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and do this. Like I'm (laughs) literally by myself. And so not that there wasn't a lot of time to talk, uh, with each other during that challenge we were so spaced out just to kind of be like on my own little Island so far removed from any, everybody else. And I was like, well, this is my kind of time to shine. Hopefully uh, keyword, hopefully. And as we can uh, see from the footage and we'll see from the episodes, I did anything, but I was not, I was not good at it.
1: It was um, you've probably heard me referencing these moments that happen from time to time where, in the Jeff Probst role, I'll call out the fact that you've missed the first couple, but I don't have the Jeff Probst killer instinct where I actually start <laughs> to feel bad for you. Um, oh. And I, I, I felt that for you. <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, um, like, I was I was going to say, like, I'm on, I'm honestly surprised that you didn't go in harder. Uh, it
1: was it was too early in the game for me to <laughs> bury you. <laughs> I was like, you're already going to have to figure your way out of this. You don't need me piling on.
2: <laughs> sure. So I appreciate your delicate hand in that matter. Uh,
1: but for, for a while, you were shooting right between the two targets. It was uncanny. Uh, I mean, like, it was like long. all he's going to do is figure out he's going to just tweak it to the left and he's going to be hitting them dead on. And it was like through the middle, through the middle, through the middle. And then you started getting them hung up in the thing and not even launching them. Oh, and that's and then, when I really felt bad.
2: And then I felt bad because I was like, can I just like pick this up? Cause it's right next to me, but I didn't want to do it and then really have you call me out. So I want to say it was between Joe and Katie who were the runners and they were so like they were so supportive. They were like, "Hey, just breathe, like relax, like you'll get it." Then I think like the very next one, I really hum one, and I almost knocked Joe over.
1: <laughs>
2: um, and then I finally hit one, and I'm like, "Thank God!" And I look over, and I'm like, "Benji, just put me out of my misery, like just knock the last one over." And then it happens, and then of course, like everyone's like, "Hey, like you did great, you know, like tough luck, like you know that's a tough thing to do," but I was just like can this game be over already? Like just open up the ground. Like I was, I was already, you know, a little out of it. So then, you know, we get in between this time while you're taking down the challenge, you're setting up for the next one. So we kind of go off to this holding area where it's again, one world. And, you know, again, everyone, you know, is being super supportive. If that's how they truly felt, uh, unbeknownst to me, all incredible actors and actresses, um but i i do i do want to give a special shout out to uh to Tiffany uh it was probably the very first you know non game moment when she came up to me and you know kind of like gave me a hug and like you know kind of like rubbed my back and she's like like all right for real like how are you doing like i'm not talking you know anything but like you personally and that and that moment really struck a chord with me um You know, I thought, you know, it was still the first, it was the first reward challenge. Like, like hopefully no one's putting enough stock into that, which is something that is so, while it's a staple of survivor with doing the slingshot, it's nothing that you could truly prepare for with your preparation for this game. And so to have, to have someone, you know, come up to me and and check on me, not just in a game sense, but a human sense, like that was, that's something that, you know, I will, I will definitely, uh, carry with me, uh, you know with my memories of this game
1: that's cool
0: well if it makes you feel any better um this was uh, a challenge that we dream team just a few days before this started and a lot of people tried and a lot of people struggled on the slingshot it yeah. seems a lot simpler than it was because i think the people the part that people underestimate it's actually not the slingshot part it's the the dodgeball part mm-hmm. and how the smallest changes in your release that dodgeball once you send it in the wind it catches yeah so well to where it curves it can drop high or drop low so quickly like you had to be so like that's what we found out is that you had to be so precise in how exactly you let go of the slingshot because that ball will just like take like any little bit of wind or movement and then it'll just go way off course for
2: sure and and john i'm actually quite glad that you're, uh, the secondary host. Cause I, I was just curious cause I didn't get to ask you after the game, but was it ever in consideration with something that as kind of, you know, quote unquote, difficult like that. And now hearing that even the dream team had difficulty with it, did it ever come across that? Like, Hey, could we give these people like two or three tosses just so they could get used to it?
1: Um, We've done that. Like we, we ended up doing that later on with the um, yeah,
2: yeah. Like that, that got done with the uh, the yeah, contraption. Drop your ball yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, there are other things we had in mind. If that challenge started to drag on, we had other things in mind that we were going to do to help it along. Okay, but we did we did anticipate that it might become a problem.
2: Okay. All right. Well, shout out to Benji for crushing it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing you never know. Like somebody figures it out and then it goes fine. But if nobody figured it out, then
0: you have a problem. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you only have two people, it's like you just don't know. <laughs> yeah. And
2: then the whole like it was quite funny uh, with the Survivor episode tonight involving the uh, slingshot, you know, there were a couple people that, we're just like Stu, Hike, how, how you doing? Uh, we haven't flashbacks yet, and I was like, well, <laughs> at least like they get to switch like right away. If you know, if someone's struggling, like this, this fun part of this challenge was you couldn't switch until at least one was knocked down. And I'm like, John, I don't know if I'm ever going to knock one down, so <laughs> I I need to call to the bullpen right now.
1: <laughs> so oh, you had that nice moment in between. With with Tiffany and the other people supporting you. And then you get to the next challenge where you've got to work in a pair. Who was your pair for the the idol pursuits challenge in the little ring?
2: So let me just go back to my notes because as a teacher, I put to good use my planning time today. So I made some notes. I was partnered with Alex on this okay. one. And so we were in the first heat. Uh I can't remember who all was left, but I want to say Alex, I know Alex and I were still in, we, I think we were one of two pairs uh, left. And at this point, like I saw Alex do better than I was. So I was like, I have no problem just kind of, you know, sabotaging my own portion of this game. If that means I knock somebody else out. And so I end up, uh, <laughs> targeting KWU and he and I just go full kamikaze on each other. We both knock each other out. And then uh, Alex is able to persevere and outlast and we end up winning that first heat.
1: Yeah. So does that feel a little redemptive at that point? Or Red- are you still
2: Redemption at its finest okay. f- for, for <laughs> a little bit, for a little bit. Um, so then we get to the third heat. And, uh, the, you know, the, the, you know, the winter heat, and this is where things I noticed that maybe things were not going well for me. Um, obviously perceptions, reality, uh, perception is reality. Right. Um, so I remember, I want to say it was what myself, Alex, I know for a fact it was Kelsey and Chris and then Jamie and I believe his partner was Megan I don't know if your all's notes are, uh, show showcase that, but, um, Chris and Kelsey were both on my original, uh, my, my original blue group from, from day one. So I thought Mm -hmm. if anything, we would want to work together to maybe ensure that, you know, possibly, you know, one of us, you know, was top dog. And so as Jamie is, is going over to them, Kelsey very audibly says, Uh, Hey, I'm, I'm not gunning for you if you understand what I'm saying. And I'm just like, like, okay, like, like I knew that I was not going to be maybe everyone's cup of tea or, you know, you just didn't see your game like align with mine, but like just to vocalize it on the second reward challenge, (laughs) I was like, come on. Um, so then I go over, I think I knock down Chris's and then there's a very delayed cheer. And I come up and it's like, literally, Chris is like the Phoenix rising from the ashes. His idol is like teetering on the side and he like recovered and saved it. And I was like, all right, well, there's no way we're winning this challenge now. (laughs) Uh, So then we end up losing. I want to say that we finished second. And then I think that we didn't get the correct amount. I'd have to go back and look, uh, but I wasn't going to raise a big stink about it you know i had made money uh for the first time in this game and i wasn't about to showcase in front of everybody just how competitive i am uh we're trying to argue semantics between uh third and seconds
1: travis oh
2: it's travis's <laughs> fault all right good to know I'll, I'll, be, I'll, I'll, I'll have to get him on the line here in a little bit so travis was the
1: bookkeeper so right. if Every every challenge that was his job is to pay out the winners.
2: I will be sure to uh, to have a go at him now.
0: <laughs> uh, it was a it was a, we had this inside joke as a crew where just every once in a while John would just be. Like, Travis! It it was just, whenever we just like, it just was so funny to us. So we'd always just yell his name when we wanted to. It will never
1: end now. We'll be doing that next summer for sure.
0: (laughs) You won't even be the banker, but we'll still do it. (laughs) That's so good. That's so good. Uh, So, uh, so yeah, Uh, moving on from that challenge. um, Before we get into the next challenge, because I don't know how much you talked about it, but... What did you think about the whole twist of everything being individual?
2: Um, I mean, obviously, this is an individualistic game. Um, I really like the fact that if you are on that team and you get that, you know, you get that money. And then uh, obviously, John's going to be very vague about what you could do with that money. Um, so like, I thought that that was really cool. I was not. I was not keeping track of who was doing well because I needed to focus on just myself at that point, especially after that, you know, moment with, uh, Kelsey just saying like, Hey Jamie, like I'm not going for you, which only leaves myself and Alex. I'm like, like I need to do some, I need to do some work. So like I started having, you know, conversations in that downtime, Again, like nothing real strategic, because again, I knew that there was going to be a swap at some point. So I was, I just wanted to have, uh, again, like my a big thing for me was I kind of wanted that uh, that Jeremy Collins approach. I wanted people to feel comfortable with me, uh, so that if something came to it, like they could be at least go back and be like, hey, like I really enjoyed my combo with him, or you know, we had like this in common, uh, you know that you know that's a you know a a reason enough for. Uh, wanting to work with or, you know, continue to talk with somebody.
1: Did you have any mental capacity to uh, think about what became of that note in the bottle from the night before? And did anybody look suspicious trying to do anything or was there too much other stuff going on to even worry about that?
2: Honestly, between the Uh, between my own performance in the first challenge and then with what happened for me mentally in the second challenge, I was only focused on me, myself, and I, like, I, you know, didn't think that anything like, you know, like maybe like some sort of like a sabotage or, you know, anything of that nature, uh, would, you know, would, would come into play. Uh, Fair enough. But foolish, you know, foolish me. Showing my naivety, but.
1: There's a lot of stuff to keep track of. Oh, for sure, for sure. We're
0: well aware
1: of that, so. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, And then also, we have challenge bucks. Yeah. Um, Was that a big part of, was that a big concern for you or focus for you in the game? Uh, No,
2: not really, because, I mean, at this point, what, we started with one, right? Yeah. Yeah and so then at this point I, I won an, an additional two. So I had three. Um, like I knew that there were people that like, I couldn't tell you who it was at, at the time, but I knew that people were, uh, on winning sides of both of the challenges, but like I, for the life of me, like I could go back and, you know, you could give me two minutes to look at one of the the challenges and I couldn't even tell you, you know, how much, you know, goes for each one. So I was just kind of looking out for myself because I, because I didn't know what they could be used for. Uh, I didn't want to think about, you know, I, I didn't want to go too far down that rabbit hole because they're like, that was just opening a whole new can of worms that I just didn't have time for at, at that present moment.
0: All right. And, uh, what was the, the highlights like for you for the rest of the challenge up till the tribes got established?
2: Okay. So, I mean, a couple talking points, uh, and going through the the rest of them, uh, the hanging puzzle, probably one of my favorite moments in the entire game. Uh, and this is also where I, I might've had my first slip up, uh, because again, obviously, you know, like we're all there, we're all fans of Survivor, but I wanted to really tone down how much I knew about this, you know, particular game. Uh, now, of course, like I knew that people were going to do their own homework because they were here just, you know, just as I was. Um but there were some people like specifically in that hanging puzzle where we see the setup and I immediately am like, I know exactly what this is. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I wonder if they're even going to use like the exact same one, not that I did any puzzle prep, but I was like, I at least know what I'm working with. And so as we're walking in this big group, like people were like, Oh, I wonder what this is. And I said, kind of very matter of factly, I was like, well, it's it's obviously a hanging puzzle. And I'm like, oh, God, Sue, you idiot, you buffoon. Like, you just let people know uh, if they really kind of hone in on that, that, you know, I know specifically about this game. At that moment, uh, I noticed that uh, Caitlin also knew what was going on. And she had said in our uh, talk on night one of our strengths and weaknesses that puzzles were. Uh, a strong suit of hers, so I, you know, prayed to the Survivor Challenge gods that her and I would be on the same team. I didn't know it would take all of my luck in this game, but you know, we'll, you know, we're gonna go with it. We're gonna go with it. Uh, I really liked my my group that I was with. You know, it was Pat, Devin, Jake Sparks, Joe, myself, and Caitlin. And so, like, we started off pretty slow. Uh, we were the third group there and then we just kind of flew through the puzzle. You know, a lot of us, you know, we had a bunch of hands, you know, we had a bunch of chefs in the kitchen, but we were, you know, we had a couple people that were down low and helping out. Uh, you know, Caitlin was the mastermind and, you know, then, you know, it just, you know, worked together, ended up winning that. So that one was really, really fun. Um,
1: let me let me redirect you a little bit. After that fourth challenge was lunch break for us, extended break for you guys, and you've been in a one world holding area all day. Yeah, T- tell us what that felt like in general, and then for you specifically. Like as the day was going on, were more conversations starting to happen? Did you start to see groups of people, or what was your impression of that?
2: So. Again, because it was just like this one world experience and we didn't know who was, you know, how things were going to unfold. Honestly, the only real group that I saw, it was a separation of, uh, Pat and Maddie. Uh, and they were, I, I, I can't remember if they were just drinking or if they had something where like they already had an apple or like, I can't remember what, what it was, but like they were having already a talk and I didn't see anyone else do that. So I was kind of worried for them because they were already kind of secluding themselves. Uh, Obviously funny enough, they both go much farther than Liam and I do. So silly me. But uh, I mean, for me, what I, what I perceived and what I saw was uh, it was a lot of people like talking and uh, bigger groups. And then they were kind of bounced around. Um, I mean, I'm sure people were having, you know, one-on-one moments or, you know, if I could go back to, you know, kind of stand beside myself, maybe be more observant of if, you know, people kind of traveled in packs of two or three to these different ones in that moment, because I was still trying to make everybody feel good about me. Uh, I was still trying to bounce around and, you know, try to, you know, maybe not go overboard, uh, but I know a big thing for me is, you know, for, to show people that I, that I'm listening is kind of impart stories of my own so it can relate to them. Um, so I don't know if by doing that, maybe I, maybe that came across as if I was kind of trying to dominate conversation, but mm-hmm. I mean, I truly enjoyed every conversation, uh, that I was having, uh, within that one world scenario, uh, except, uh, my conversation, uh, with Kelsey. Uh, I swear this is not a slanderous thing toward her. And obviously talking post-game, my perception was very incorrect. But, you know, I don't have that hindsight in the game. But uh, she tries to be all buddy-buddy up with me uh, in between. I can't remember if it was Challenge 3 or Challenge 4. And every part of me just wanted to be like, you literally just threw me under the bus so hard. And other people saw it as well uh, I want to know part of that conversation. Cause at that part I was trying to go ahead and try to limit the people that I may or may not want to work with just with how I perceived them to see me. Uh, but of course I can't showcase that, you know, I chum it up, uh, you know, again, still had, still had a good convo, but I was already trying to, kind of envision like, you know, if something were to happen and, you know, like we got to choose our own partners or like we do something, uh, she would not have been someone that I would look, uh, be looking to, to, to work with just at that time, right. at that time in the game. And then again, we- let me preface this, Kelsey, when you hear this again, this was just me in the time of the game. I know that we've chatted post game. I mean, she's, she's amazing. She's amazing.
1: So, we bring you back from that break with the assignment of pairing yourself up. So how did that go for you?
2: Um, so I think when that happened, uh, I didn't want to come off. I didn't want to come across as desperate. I didn't want to come like race to the people that I was feeling good with. uh maybe looking back, maybe i I should have because as I was, you know, trying to make things happen organically the people that I was feeling best with. Uh, so, I mean, at that point it was still, uh, Caitlin and Jake Miller, and then had great conversations with uh, Benji and Pat good conversations with Devin. Um, so by the time that I got to them and talk about this, this partner group, like, it seemed like everybody was already paired off with, and I'm just like, "Great, good job, Stu. You really, really killed it on this one." Uh, and so I went back uh, and started working with, uh, with I partnered up with Alex. You know, we had a, a good enough rapport uh, on the idle balance, and so we were we were just paired like that.
0: Um, what did you think about the other two teams that were made? Uh,
2: honestly, I couldn't even tell you who the, who the other, who the other teams were. Um, is this, is this for, uh, the, that relay race? Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah. So you ended up with, with three groups of yeah. eight.
2: So within my group, I, I forget how it played off where like one of the pairs, like, but like, I have it written down. I think I was with uh, Jamie, Pat, obviously Alex, Megan, Jake, Sparts, and Christina. And I was bummed out because that was like probably like w- walking into this game. I was like, I just want to be in the game long enough that I have a shot to do like that. Drop the ball under the contraption. Um, but after my performance in the slingshot, I didn't think anybody would give me <laughs> another go at – the hero or zero role. And at that point, Jamie had been doing very well. And I think people were starting to pick up on that. So as soon as he was like, I want to do that, it was kind of like, sure, dude, like no problem, like go for it.
0: And that's personally one of my favorite challenges. Um, I've play tested a few times and I don't, there's something really hard to explain about that challenge, but it just sounds really freaking cool.
2: Oh yeah. I mean like, <laughs> Uh, like with doing all my catch up and watching, like season after season Survivor, you know, I love how they wait for that to be at the end because you know it's very mentally taxing because you have to do, you know, the whole like how how many seconds is this side, how many seconds to this side, and then of course like the sound that it gives as it's going through is kind of almost hypnotic, so it's like you need to be on your a game for that, and so then you know I've seen. It before, like, they changed levels where you need to, like, run upstairs and then run back down. So it was definitely, like, on my bucket list of, like, I hope I'm in the game long enough to to play it. And then, obviously, with my performance of the game so far and how other people were playing, like, it didn't get to happen. But to, like, at least, like, be graced by its presence was almost almost fulfilling enough.
1: So then then we move you... We're moving you towards the eventual tribes here, obviously, in hindsight, right? You, you picked a pair, and then we get to challenge six, and you're picking a group of three. So did that feel any better for you? Did you learn anything from what didn't go well at the group of two selection when you got to your group of three? Honestly,
2: no, and I kind of wanted to branch out a little bit. Uh, so I believe on this one, that's when we had to jump over the hay bale and then do the ropes right. and then swim. All right, So I was on that with Stephanie and Joe. And at that point, like Joe and I had been on a, a couple of teams together throughout the day. Uh, we've had, you know, we had good conversations, uh, you know, leading up to that point. So I had no problem, but Stephanie was kind of an enigma to me. I hadn't really had anything other than her name. Uh, So I thought what better way to kind of get to know someone than be in a, be in a group and challenge with them. And even though like we did abysmally poor, like we didn't even get done with our knots. Like I thought that I showcased, you know, ability enough in myself that maybe they would have taken stock into it. And just like how much of like a team player I was and, you know, like hyping them up, like, you know, you know, being, you know, super supportive, uh, so, like I said, even though we didn't – we came nowhere close to uh, to winning that, I still – I mean, I definitely I, – I, it's not like I didn't like my group. Def, definitely enjoyed it.
1: So, six challenges in now at this point. You go to a break. Personally, what are you thinking? Are you thinking something's about to give? Are you expecting a swap or a new tribe or something? What's going on? I'm, on thinking,
2: I'm thinking there's no way because, I mean, at this point it's got – like obviously time is a construct. Like nobody knows what time it is uh, as a player. Um, so I was thinking that they need to sooner or later put us into our actual groups that we're going to be voting people out of. Um. But I didn't think it was going to be a schoolyard pick. But obviously now it all makes sense with all the time that we had to get to know one another. What other way could it have been?
1: It all seems so simple when you look back. I mean, I I mean, hindsight's (laughs) hindsight's
2: (laughs) for sure. Twenty twenty.
1: All right. So, so you find out it's schoolyard pick. You unravel your little bandana, and three people step forward. It's probably pretty clear to you what's about to happen. What's Stu thinking now that you know you're in schoolyard pick?
2: Uh, Stu is feeling hopeful because one of the people I was closest to in uh, Jake Miller is a captain. Uh, Stu is very confident that Kelsey is not going to pick him. (laughs) And uh, Jamie, he and I had had, you know, Decent conversation. I mean, nothing really more than surface level. Um, but like again, like nothing, like no, like uh, to me, nobody had made any kind of like glaring, uh, you know, any, anything glaring that was like I've all right in a yard pick. I'm for sure not picking them. And then of course, so, you, so then of course you throw the twist that like you can't talk with the people that you've picked once you make your pick you go on over and then it's just left to that one person who just got picked.
1: And it's rolling out. Right. And you're now, let's say halfway through half the people are picked. You're still there. What, what are you thinking?
2: Uh, I not feeling great. You know, I'm kind of like looking back and it's like, what more could I have done? Like, should I have been more aggressive in pursuing you know, quote unquote alliances. A big thing for me was because I hadn't played a game like this before, I didn't want to come out super early and, you know, and say something and then that be a red flag to, to other people be like, all right, this guy's playing way too hard, way too early. Uh, But then on the flip side, I'm, you know, waited way too late, which was, might've also been a red flag to some people. Uh, So I I was not feeling comfortable.
1: Yeah. So it plays out. You have to go to Halata. You're the fourth male there. Did it immediately register with you that they were all former yellows from the first day?
2: Oh, not not originally. I was really kind of focused on just my original group and, you know, seeing people get picked that, you know, I was, you know, who I perceived that I was close with. Uh, and then they go a different route. You know, I was already kind of down in the dumps, obviously being the last male selected, you know, I'm not even really chosen. Like I'm like forced onto a team. And so then like Joe's the first one to welcome me. I mean, obviously everyone on the group was like, Hey, like, welcome, like we're going to do great. But Joe was probably the person who I was closest to on that grouping. So, and he, you know, very nicely, you know, goes through and's like, Hey, like what's the breakdown of your original group? And I'll, like, I clearly know that I'm the only one on my group on this one. And I look and then it's a four, three, one. And as I'm looking through it, like dawns on me, I am the only new addition to this group. <laughs> uh, but then it would be rude as hell not to be like, well, Joe, like what about your group? And I already knew the answer. But he's like yeah it's uh it's seven of us and I'm just like great my number one survivor nightmare like <laughs> again like I have no problem like I didn't I didn't want I wanted to play from the middle uh, and then you know potentially even the bottom but I wanted to at least have like a number or two on the bottom and not just be the sole one you know on the bottom like.
1: But- Talk about going right to PhD level survivor, right? You got to figure out how to work your way out of that. (laughs) For
2: sure. For sure. I mean, it's, it's funny, you know, like, it's funny you bring up my, you know, the PhD, you know, in my, in my uh, redo uh, application, you know, I talk about how I've been a student of the game and I'm going to take my SATs for this game. And I'm like, no crash course could have prepared me for this. And, you know, it was like, all right, like I gotta, I gotta get to work. You know, I gotta show this tribe that, you know, uh, I need to show them why I'm, I'm, you know, a good, a good fit for this team. Why that I'm am going to be good for their game, uh, and why it it would be in their best interest to uh, to keep me over someone they've, you know, known since uh, day one. And minute how, one. How did
1: that feel? You, you went right to the alumni challenge right after that. You've known each other for five minutes as a tribe, and you're already competing. Did 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 they make an effort to make you feel like you had a role there, or what did that challenge feel like?
2: Ah, uh, well, honestly, like if it were, it like I felt really confident going into that challenge because I think I brought it up before, but not my first time having to use a. Uh, a blow dart. And so I was hoping that if like you could choose like just one or two people to work on it, like I would have been like, listen, I know you all met, just met me. Uh, but like, I'm actually decent at this. Uh, I've had experience like, let, like, let me prove my worth. And you know, obviously as fate would have it, that, that part didn't, uh, come true. Everyone had to, to participate in that, and you know, like rightfully so. Like I totally get that. But for me, I was kind of hoping to be a little you know, selfish and be like, I want to prove to this team like, hey, like this guy is, you know, ready to uh, you know, put himself in into kind of, you know, one of those hero moments again to uh, to show what he can what he can bring to the table.
1: But the survivor gods were not aligned there. No. So no, they no, they were not. The so <laughs> Uh, I
2: mean, I I, I really enjoyed that challenge, the whole like being locked up uh, and then having to work together with, you know, no vision. Uh, You know, we did we did fairly well in that. Um, Obviously, they had had the entire challenge to work on their communication and, you know, such things. And for me to come in, you know, as you know, as an anomaly to this and, you know, I thought I thought we went pretty well for that first part. Then there was the hitting the balloons with the blow dart, uh, self brag moment. I went two for two. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't cool like Devin and knock out two with one, uh, (laughs) with one, but I was happy that I, you know, I was batting a thousand for that. Uh, but then we weren't successful with the ones that we hit were being the right key. So then we had to go digging, came back. And then I think by that time, uh, we got it. We, uh, just too much time had passed. I know that uh, that's a puzzle that's been used before, uh, but puzzles are not my strong suit, and the alumni's finished uh, before we could.
1: So then you, yeah. all, you all go back to camp. Like, did you start going to work right away, or was anybody approaching you, or what did that feel like? So uh, I got to start even
2: before that. You know, like we – go back, we get our, we get our uh, flag. uh, And then we have our little crate that has, you know, our goodies. And I wanted to prove right away, like, I'm like, I'm here for the, you know, I'm here for the tribe. So I, and I can't, I honestly can't remember who the other person was that, you know, helped carry it. But I know that I carried it, you know, from where that challenge was to our, uh, to where our base uh, where our campsite was gonna be. and uh, then it was like, all right, like let's, you know, like, hey, I'm gonna go make, I'm gonna go do a water trip. Uh, does anyone need their water filled? Like I wanted to really kind of prove my value uh, right away. So yeah, I went to work immediately.
0: And uh, just out of curiosity, mm-hmm. if you could go back, and let's just say that you could pick your entire tribe. What would that tribe be?
2: Oh man, that's so tough. I mean, you know, obviously you could be like, I want to pick all people that I like, but then I wouldn't want to vote any of them out. Um, I honestly don't know if I could sit here and say, here's who I would pick, you know, seven people deep. Um, but people that I definitely wanted to work with were, uh obviously Caitlin and Jake Miller again had really good combos with uh Benji and Pat. Uh Tiffany, you know, again, the callback to that really awesome moment. Uh so those would have been people that I like, I would have been very keen uh to work with in and the, the part of the game that, you know, for a lack of a better term, you know, actually mattered.
1: So when you were back at camp, then production shows up, you've got a tree mail. you've got to split your group into these different roles. How, how did your group go about deciding who was going to do what?
2: Oh, sure. But so I got, I got actually a, a fun story, uh, before that, you know, we get to do our confessionals. Obviously, uh, I'm a little miffed at the situation at hand, uh, even before that uh, you know, the whole lot of flag is hanging up in everybody else's confessional. And then uh, Justin brings it down and I'm like looking at him, I'm like, dude, I haven't even given my confessional yet. Like, why are we bringing that down? And I'm like, if that's not an omen now, like looking <laughs> back, like I don't even have the whole lot of flag in my confessional. I was like, that that's gotta be it. So I'm the last <laughs> one to go. Cause they went off draft order. Um, so while everyone else was going again, just having, you know, good talks, you know, as a teacher, I'm used to doing these kind of icebreaker type games. So I hadn't had as much time to get to know people, uh, as the rest of them. So I thought that I was doing, you know, a good job, a good job there, uh, get done. Like you said, we got the tree mail and it's like, going to break up into, uh, was it three, two,
1: three with, up. Yeah. So challenge group, a stay at home, a stay at camp group and an auction group.
2: So obviously I didn't think that I had a leg to stand on. Uh, you know, it's not like I, you know, super showed out in the challenges. I didn't, you know, I didn't do a whole lot uh, that would, you know, essentially be like, Hey guys, I think I should go do this. Uh, I was kind of reserved to just staying at camp. And I was also wanting to do that because I wanted to really kind of get like a roadmap to what this tribe dynamic was like, like, was there going to be cracks? And I thought what better way for me to do that than to just stick back at camp.
1: Uh, And who stayed back with you?
2: And that would be Katie and Christina.
1: Okay. And did, did any of that, did you get any inroads there before the next thing came your way or how was that going? So we are, You know, I was kind
2: of, you know, at this point, you know, I'm a little in my feels about with, you know, kind of how the scenario has been played out. Uh, Then Justin's like, you all got to come with me. And I'm just thinking to myself, why in the world do I need to leave if I'm just going to be walking back? It didn't even dawn on me that we would be put into a moral dilemma. Uh, So then as soon as Justin goes, all right, I got everybody. Hey, people that are sitting back at camp, go back. And then I'm immediately talking to them and being like, all right, guys, like, work with me here. I was like, I'm not going to keel over. I'm not going to die. Uh, talk to me. I was like, there's gotta be, there's gotta be a crack here somewhere. And obviously if you guys keep me in the game, uh, I'm indebted to you. Like I will, like my life is in your hands and I will not do anything to, uh, to jack that up. Like the, you know, the kindness that you would show me by keeping me in, uh, like I would essentially be a forever number for you. So kind of got some inroads there. Uh, I didn't, they just said that things weren't like what it looked like. Uh, you know, we weren't, they, they weren't as close as things would appear to be just given the, the number situation. Uh, and then, you know, like we get back to camp, we get the moral dilemma. It's like, uh, you have some time, you know, take this string. Uh, you got to go from, you know, the fire pit to the nearest tree. Then you do a certain amount of life of these small shovels, dig. And we found this box that had some challenge bucks in it. So it was like, you guys can either keep these or you can pay it and find out what happened at the auction. And I'm like, listen, I'm here to play. Like, I don't even know any of these people, you know, in the grand scheme of things. Um like and we're also playing Survivor. Like let's let's just let's just F and do it, you know? So they were they jumped on board. Uh you know, we gave we gave the money to Mike, who was our tribe handler, and then it just it, it went right back to me. And at this point, I was like, We need to come up with a story. We we need something convincing, and we all need to be on the same page so when people come back no one's going to believe that nothing happened for the entire time that we were just back at camp other than us just talking. Uh, Unfortunately, no such, no such story was uh, created. So people start filtering back and they're like, what's been going on here? And nothing like we just been sitting here talking (laughs) and I'm just like, I'm sitting here like, all right, great. Like, this is going to be, this is how it's going to be. And so, you know, we get everyone back, you know, go on, go on a water, you know, go on a water run. And then I have a really good, I have a pretty good conversation with Joe where he gives me kind of like the same speech. So for me in my mind, I'm like, was this something that's rehearsed? Like when I went to go do my confessional, was it just already set in stone that Stu's obviously the, the, you know, the easy first vote material. And then we'll just go and do whatever what we need to do game wise. But let's just self preserve because, you know, I had the conversation with Joe. I mean, I talked to everybody uh, because again, you know, I didn't want to leave any stone left unturned. Uh, but like, it, I just kind of got like the same spiel where, you know, we're not as tight as you think, you know, there are definitely cracks, but no one was really giving me a name. Uh, which was very fearful for me. And I also, on the flip side, didn't want to say somebody's name first, because if I'm talking to their number one ally, then that's all the ammunition they need. They go back to their number one, they go back to who I said. And then I just closed off two potential you know, people that I could work with just by me trying to self-preserve.
1: Were you able to do anything with the what happened at the auction information or did the people coming back basically tell the the truth story and it didn't matter that you already knew some stuff?
2: Um, So our group, they originally left out one thing because I want to say it was Jamie and Stephanie maybe. But I I know Jamie for sure. Cause he, like, they were able to secure a lot for us. Uh, and he said, we didn't go to an auction. Like we went full on shopping and that, you know, Jamie was a real, hoot. really cracked me up. Um, so they come back and like, they left out something the very first time, which I remembered. And I obviously you know, I can't remember what it was at this time, but I, remember, I, I do remember that something was left off of the list and then when they reviewed the list again, they were like, Oh yeah, like we also got this. And like, it wasn't anything like that was like an advantage or anything related or, oh, okay, it wasn't anything crazy like that. Uh, because I definitely would have, I definitely would have used that, you know, when, you know, as I, you know, continue to work with, you know, and try to work over and, you know, win over people.
1: Uh, yeah. That could have been an interesting twist if it played out right where, Nobody necessarily wanted to work with you, but if you suddenly had information that somebody was lying.
2: Correct. Yes.
1: That could have been a whole different story. And
2: I think that with the way things played out, I think the people at the auction were also aware that something was offered back at camp. And so because like we come back and we say nothing, uh, and then, you know, I'll, I'll kind of jump the gun here a little bit. Uh, I have a conversation with uh, Landon and Stephanie as we're going back to the water and I come up with this like lie, which is now the second lie I've told in the game. uh, That we were offered a moral dilemma. Like we could have been like, we had to come into unison uh, and say like, Hey, like we wanted, we wanted to have these challenge bucks just for ourselves, for nobody else. I of course said yes, because, I needed all the help that I can get, but obviously, uh, Katie and Christina said, no, like we like, we like our tribe, like we trust them. So I was telling the truth because none of us had any, you know, we didn't have any kind of, uh, extra money at our hands, but I didn't tell the whole truth and that here's the real reason why we don't have any money is because we paid it off to, to find out what happened at the auction. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, I don't know if that was something that you know ended up doing me in. Uh, maybe if the numbers were a bit different, but I don't think telling a lie such as that really impacted, you know, the direction in which the game
1: went. So for the rest of that night till you got out to the field Friday morning. Uh obviously you were doing what you could. Did you see any glimmers of hope? And if so, who who might have been the folks who would have considered working with you?
2: Um, the people that I had highest up on my list were obviously Katie and Christina, because they were talking like, hey, like, you know, we're here, like we like, you know, obviously being fans of the show, like we want to play the game, like, you know, we want to play big. Um, and so that was music to my ears. Cause I was like, you keep me in the game long enough. Like, you know, you keep me in the game past this. And I, and I thought that I would have been fine for a while. Right. Um, so they were the one giving the most hope. I, uh, you know, I finally got the name of Morgan. I want to say from, it was either Joe or, or if it was KD or Christina, I can't exactly remember, but like, then I was like, I have a name. And so then I was very attentive of who I saw Morgan kind of talking to and her and I got along great. You know, she's, you know, a fellow teacher as well. Um, but as soon as I had a name, I was like, well, I can't be too close to her because, uh, you know, if we're about to vote her out, like I don't want to, I I thought that I could better spend my time talking to other people and making those connections rather than talking to her. Not that I completely ignored her, but I was, I was trying to be very mindful of who I was talking to with, uh, with the time that I had left. Okay. But we had a really great moment as a tribe. Uh, Once everyone got back and it got dark, you know, we were able to successfully make fire. Uh, We cooked, we cooked all, uh, a good, a portion of rice. So to kind of have that, you know, bonding moment with all of us, you know, I think that's obviously one of those like survivor bucket list checklist kind of things. So to have that was, uh, was really awesome.
0: Yeah. So going past this, you know, going into that, obviously you're, aware of your predicament. Um, I think for better or worse, and I guess in this case, the worst, like it was pretty obvious that you had work to do Uh and that you were outside of the numbers. You know, there's a lot of people who don't know when they're on the outside, but I think it's pretty clear as day that like you needed to do some work. So what was some of the stuff before you went to bed that night that really you were trying to make stuff happen?
2: I mean, it was just having conversation, whether it was, you know, going to the bathroom for the 13th time in, in, in 25 minutes, or, you know, like going to refill waters and, you know, just trying to find conversations with, with the people and say like, like, I mean, I made the same plea to everybody. I was like, listen, I'm the obvious vote. Uh, but you all are going to have to self cannibalize at some point. It makes no sense to vote me off first and then to do so, like use me as a number to, you know, put, you know, yourself into a better position and then you would be in the obvious majority with, with four. Uh, and then, you know, like, like, let's, let's go from there. And, you know, it wasn't like people were like, nah, it's a terrible idea. Like everyone was receptive of it. Uh, and then, you know, I can kind of talk to, you know, once I get to the after the game portion about, you know, having conversations with people, but, uh, I knew that my pitch made sense uh, just because of the of, of the makeup of uh, of the tribe, uh, and so I was definitely kind of pushing that. Especially like I was constantly, I wouldn't say like a big amount of time. You know, a lot of you know a lot of times with Kate and Christina, but those were the people that have given me like the biggest glimmer of hope. So I just was just circling back because often they you know they were like, listen, like we would be you know putting our game at risk if you know if we make a big move with you. Uh, so like they were making sure that, you know, I was still on board with, you know, you know, potential proceed plan. And I was making sure that they were still good with it and, and all that jazz.
0: All right. Anything else you want to add to day two, John?
1: No, let's roll into Friday.
0: All right. So Friday starts and we have, the day starts out with a bidding opportunity and uh, did you do anything for that?
2: So unfortunately with me trying to be team tribe team, uh, I was like, I'm going to give away all of my challenge bucks, which looking back, uh, dumb move. I should have been selfish and like only given like one or two. Um, but I was not, I was thinking that it'd be better for me to put stock into, showing this tribe that I am all about this tribe then to have a situation like this arise and then play selfishly. Because it, it dawned on me that if the opportunity arises for me, then it arises for everybody. And then if it comes across that, like I get an idol and then, you know, if I was feeling confident in the first tribal, then I'm just showing the people, you know, that like, Hey, I'm not, you know, I said, I, you know, I'm with you guys. I'm doing this and doing this, doing this. And then to kind of go and then be like, Oh yeah, here's an idol. Cause I don't trust any of you guys. I thought would have been detrimental to me as well. So I gave away all my money. So I had no money to give for it. Uh, so we get back up to the group, uh, checked in with, uh, with Jake and Caitlin, when I uh, was at the water well and they were not feeling good because they were on the bottom because uh, they were in a 5-3. Uh, so I filled my water bottle up and then I wanted to showcase that, like, hey, guys, like, to my tribe, I was like, I I, I believe I said it to Katie where I was like, hey, like, hey, keep me around. Uh, like, I can, I can fish and get intel because I have people from my original group and in, in both other tribes. So then I was like, Hey, I'll go fill up your water bottle. Like I want, I want to, I want to run an idea. And so I go over and as I'm walking by, I pitch to Jake. I was like, Hey, listen, like yellow uh, to has the majority from our original group. Like if we can work together uh, for a challenge, which I've seen in the past, uh, let's, let's work to knock them out. Cause they would have, the majority and likely to get out somebody else from not one of our original group. And they were on board, obviously a challenge like that didn't really, didn't really arise. Uh, but again, i you know, as a gesture of good faith to my teammates on Holoda, I wanted to be like, Hey, like I'm willing to play ball and willing to do things and, you know, kind of do it more out in the open, uh, if it's going to help benefit us as, as, as a group.
0: And um, yeah, so we head into the challenge and you probably feel like it'd be a lot easier if we didn't go to travel here. So what was your part and uh, reactions to this challenge? Because it was crazy. It was a great challenge to open up the day. I remember laughing actually a lot just because of how much like yelling that was happening. It was was
2: chaotic. And I mean, like I have no problem. Like I was a shouter on this group. Uh, because as a teacher, like I have to put on teacher voice quite often. Uh, what I didn't put into consideration is that there are going to be, uh, 11 other people that were doing the exact same thing. And (laughs) I know with my voice being a little lower, uh, I could have got drowned out. And then we had this strategy of you know, with me being on the left, that Christina would be the one uh, working with me, and we would be working on things all to the left. And of course, like where the majority of the blocks are on the left, so we kind of had to change that plan up. Um, but yeah, I was a caller. I want to say that we were the first group to get all of our blocks stacked originally, and then we just had trouble with the with the stacking portion. And so I'm trying not to pay any mind to what's going on elsewhere. You know, I just want to focus on, you know, getting this win because I felt that if we go to the first tribe, it's probably going to be me anyway Uh, because I felt that if I was able to kind of have that downtime with another tribe going into tribal, I could still, you know, make those, you know, inroads, still make those connections, make people, you know, really feel that, you know, like, hey, I am somebody that's better for their for their long-term game so we end up losing and then we get to get to the holding
0: area so what's interesting about this part is uh we were talking about it uh, a few other times and we've actually had some players already comment on how much this kind of opened up this part of the game uh which is My idea not to brag, Um, but basically these holding areas that encourage uh, strategizing in smaller groups or even pairs and basically causing people to split up because it was in my experience, especially on these early votes where it was too taboo almost to like strategize in early in the game. And we would walk and talk and whisper for like a minute. And then when we got there, we'd all just stand around there waiting for travel to happen, just kind of going with whatever plan we cobbled together at the last moment. And, um, you know, there was a lot that could be improved there. So implementing this, I was expecting it to take a, a few rounds to take hold. But this very first travel council, you guys freaking went ballistic Oh with it. yeah. So
2: even so I, I gotta so like there was a little bit of confusion, like, did we need our stuff? Did we not need our stuff? So we're just kind of wait, like we're like halfway through the to the holding area, and they're like, oh well, you guys need your belongings. And I'm like, I mean, that makes sense. So as I'm going back, like uh so first off, Chris, as soon as I, I can't like I feel like I need to kind of rewind a little bit. So Walking into the challenge, I'm the first, you know, I'm the, one of the first people I'm helping people up and I grab Katie's hand as I'm, as I'm helping, I'm helping people up off of that, you know, kind of slicker, uh, mud section. And she whispers to me like, you're good. And I'm like, like, holy hell. Like we, you know, we did a team. We did like, like we're, we're good. Um, so I mean, I was still nervous, obviously. But to kind of have that little moment to be like, maybe all hope's not lost if we end up going. Uh, so we lose the challenge, and then immediately Christina comes over to me and me like, "All right, like here is the plan. Like we are voting, we are voting Morgan." And I'm already in Sandra mode, where it's like, "Yeah, anybody but me. Tell me a name. I'm writing it down. No biggie." So we get to the holding. We about to get to the holding area. They're like, "We need our stuff." As we're walking. Uh, Jamie and Joe are like, we're voting Christina. And of course, like I give them like the thumbs up. And I was never going to do that. Um, you know, they were the two, Katie and Christina were giving me the most hope in this. Uh, and they were the only ones that really gave me the most kind of strategy talk. And so for me, I was a little hesitant on Joe because he had, I, he was also one of those people that had talked about, morgan earlier so for him to kind of jump around and now introduce christina i felt a little off about so again of course like i say yeah i'm gonna vote for them with never any intention of doing so because had i done so and i survived then it just proved to katie that i am not a man of my word and i didn't think that that was a good idea at the very first tribal to go to because i was all about trying to build some trust within this, within this group. So we finally get to the tribal, uh, holding area and they're like, you all can discuss. And then like literally nobody moves. And I'm like, I start walking to one. I'm like, so does anybody want to talk right now? And then I think that I was the one that kind of put the wheels in motion. And so I get in a group, And I think originally it was me, Landon and Stephanie, and then other people were out dispersed. And so then Landon's being very vague, like he's like, well, I think it's obvious who we have to vote for. And he's not saying a name, which was already a red flag for me because I'm like, I bet." I mean, obviously I know my name's on the chopping block, but with him not saying a name and saying it's obvious, I almost wanted to be like, no, it's not, but I wasn't trying to blow up. I don't know. Like I'm, I was weird that I didn't want to blow up anybody else's game, especially that early. Uh, so we kind of have a very vague discussion. I then have a quick check in with Katie and I'm like, Hey, are we good? And she's like, yeah, I'm good. Like you got to rock with me. Cause I'm literally blowing up my game by doing this. I then, but you know, have a quick word with Christina where I'm like, Hey, just so you know, like I've heard your name specifically from Jamie. Cause at that point, her and Katie were my number, my number one and two within that tribe. So I I had no problem kind of telling somebody else. I'm wondering if I brought that up earlier, if that would have done anything. Uh, But obviously, you know, hindsight being 2020, you know, like, wish I could go back and change that maybe. So that wasn't,
1: that wasn't just an intentional split vote in case you had an idol. They had had a different plan all along.
2: So, so what I come to find out, and I know we're, uh, we're kind of jumping right up to the vote, but uh, that, that was both strategic in the sense of if, they, if I played an idol, then it's not going to be Morgan who was closer to uh, Jamie and Landon uh, as Christina was. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so I tell Christina and I'm like, Hey, Jamie's gunning for you. And she's like, I'm going to go confront him now. And I'm like, Oh my God, don't do that. Like, cause it's, it's going to be painfully obvious where that information came from. So please, don't. but she went off and did it. And then I'm left with Morgan and she's like, have you heard my name? And I'm like, nah, like, no, I haven't. <laughs> even though I'm literally (laughs) going to go and writing her name down. And uh, then she's like, I'm like, well, have you heard mine? And I'm already knowing the answer. She's like, yeah. And then I do like one, I have another conversation. And then like she said, I think Morgan said Stephanie's name. So I'm like, there's no way four people's name is going to be thrown around at this first tribal. Like it just does it just doesn't make sense. So then at that point, then we hear the drums go off and I'm like, awesome. I, I quickly go to Katie again. I'm like, like, I'm like, I am for sure. in. And, and then she, you know, comforts me and says like, Hey, this is, this is what I'm, this is what we're doing. We're rocking with it. You know, like, please do not screw me over on this. Cause I am putting my game on the line for you by doing so. So of course I'm like, hell yeah, on it get to the questioning john very kindly points out the obvious to it being seven to one uh and then with the way that rest of the answers went during tribal it was very veiled there was a lot of this talk of lines being drawn in the sand and at that point i think that people were just kind of putting on a show uh and i didn't feel good about my chances
0: well, one interesting note from behind the scenes is that as I'm filming all of these separate one-on-one conversations that were going down, and I also remember Bobby being there witnessing a lot of these as well, I was not convinced it was you. There there was heavy consideration of keeping you and people <clears throat> taking your argument seriously and wanting to do something. And then I think I remember... I forgot who said it, but someone was like, basically like a lot of people were considering it and they were, I, I want to say at one point, it almost seemed like they were leaning towards keeping you. you and then finally someone put their foot down. And it's like, guys, it's round one. We shouldn't do anything crazy. And then everyone decided to go with the safe thing. Yeah.
2: Um, well, I mean, that's super comforting to know. And obviously, you know, it's it's glad to know that in, in a game in which it's my first time playing a game of this nature that, you know, I knew that the strategic part was going to be the weakest part of the game for me, just cause I've never had to kind of flex that muscle as it were. Whereas, you know, I felt like I kind of, you know, doing a, a big callback, but you know, I, I kind of integrated and worked my way into the cast of 2019 by doing all sorts of those games. Uh, and so I knew that socially I was going to be able to to hold my own, and then physically, you know, dependent on the challenge, I thought I was going to, you know, hold my own. So, it you know it it's frustrating to hear in a sense because it was like if you know to hear that I was so close, um, but then like you know I like I totally I totally see you know the viewpoint of hey it's round one, uh, we can't do anything too major because if you you know, we walk into challenge number two and everyone's like, well, that's Stu gone. And then John goes any other name. And I come in with like my regal wave being like, Hey, what's up, everybody <laughs> thought I was dead. I think again, like that's just, that just raises the alarms uh, to everybody else that these people are playing, uh, playing a very hard game, uh, which again, like I would like, obviously it would have been amazing to do so, but, um, I understand from from their viewpoint, why keeping me would have been, uh, detrimental to, uh, you know, putting a, 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 potentially bigger target on, uh, on their back by doing so. But again, a little crazy to think that it was, it, it was as close as it was. So then we get there that, you know, the, the questions are asked, Uh, I'm definitely, you know, very excited to see how the episode plays out or to hear the confessionals from the tribe immediately, or, uh, to hear, uh, the voting confessionals just to see what, what's said. Um, but you know, to hear that, you know, it was that close is, you know, kind of cool. Uh, but as soon as the votes are read out and it goes, Christina Morgan stew, and then Christina, I just knew the rest were for me because there's no way that Morgan would be the name that I'm told. And then they vote Christina and then not really put me in on it.
0: Yeah. Well, for what it's worth, it was super entertaining to watch. And like I said, I wasn't even convinced going into that tribal that it was going to be you. Um, and I think that you put up one hell of a fight. And it's it's one thing to go home early, but it's another to go home and not knowing you're going home, like regardless of what it is in the game. And I'm glad that you at least had the chance to go out swinging with everything that you got. Oh, for um,
2: sure. Like, I, like with this experience being what it was, like I was not going to just be in a seven to one and be like, all right, well, that's it. Like I'm just... I'm, de- I'm, I'm dead man walking. Like I wasn't gonna, you know, give it my all. Like it's one of those things where I like, I wouldn't been able to like look at myself in the mirror afterward and been like, you know, like I, I didn't want to look back and been like, could there have been anything more, you know, like I've, I've talked to people post, you know, post the game. And I was like, I almost thought about making tribal super live when John's like, anybody got anything else to say? And I would have been like, yeah, how come I heard like four or five names uh, I think it's very telling of the fact that these are the names that were that were mentioned and not others. Uh, so why don't we flip this on? But I thought that if I did that, then again, I'm blowing up other people's games. And I'm showing that I'm kind of a uh, a loose cannon, which again, thought that if I survived this first vote, uh, would not have, you know, then I could have been voted out, you know, second. So
1: yeah, yeah, this is where we start playing woulda, shoulda, coulda. Oh yeah, and the uh, the kudos to to Katie right for giving you enough hope mm-hmm. that you didn't feel desperate enough to just blow it up. Yeah, because that's where the woulda, shoulda, coulda really start coming in. Like if you would have told Morgan, yes, I heard your name, and if you would have encouraged the confrontation with Jamie, like who knows what might have happened, right? But you know, good gameplay keeps people around or keeps them thinking there's enough hope if I stay around, exactly what you just said. I can't stay and blow that person's game up too, Yeah, right? Exactly. So they, they create that conflict within yourself, which which only feels the what it could, should have could is after you know that they were lying to you.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, obviously it's one of those things where, Given the nature of how things went, uh, part of me felt like in a sense, the game was kind of taken from me, if that makes sense. Like it wasn't like I put my trust in the wrong people or I made a big, I made a big blunder. It was just more game mechanic than anything else that kind of dealt me a shit hand. And then, you know, I scratched and clawed and tried to make the most of it. And then I fell short. So,
1: right. And at least we come out feeling okay that you can't say you got swap screwed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we protect ourselves against that, which is why we believe so heartedly in player-directed swaps, so that it isn't just the luck of the draw. Yeah. Like, well, it's 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 some, something goes into who's picked first and last, whether it's relationship or perception or whatever else. It's something more than luck.
2: Sure. Yeah. I mean, it, it's funny cause I feel like at the very start of, you know, my pre jury, you know, my pre jury journey, I was like, I would have rather it have been just like a random draw. Like we've been doing all day. And then it was like, this was literally up to the survivor gods. Uh, but I definitely, I definitely understand what, what you mean by this was player driven, uh, and it just happened to be one of those things where, you know, potentially if you didn't say this was, you know, it had to be four guys, four girls, there could have been the dynamic where I'm not on that tribe and whoever, whoever else was left, which I believe, I mean, I can't even tell you who was it. Um, you know, there wasn't a, there, there wouldn't have been a guarantee that it would have been me. Uh, yes. cause you know, like looking back, like, you know, if, you know, like, jake miller picks me or tiffany picks me or benji picks me like then somebody else is going to be put in that position of being the only guy into that group and then you know potentially the whole you know navigation of the game and how the game plays out in its entirety is completely changed just by who ends up on that tribe yeah
1: it was grace it was grace and megan who are the other two okay. and Ellen if you swip Swapped, yeah. Swapped spots with Megan. Suddenly, it's four-four on Fala, and the game's completely different, right? Oh, yeah.
2: So, and so, you know, I, I get voted out because uh, I I definitely do want to do want to talk about my my post game, because um, it definitely did kind of impact how I, you know, navigated my whole experience afterward. But getting voted yeah. getting voted out, you know, I was very lucky to have one of my best friends there on site. I was able to have people that I had, uh, enough of a friendship with, uh, through multiple game nights that, you know, I get, you know, get voted off. I, I get, uh, a not so calmly mitt shoved down my throat by Kathy. <laughs> uh, I get, uh, after the whole area while they dismiss uh, and get everything set up. Uh, But, you know, I got a hug from Damod. I got a hug from Bobby. I got a hug, you know, from everybody that uh, knew me on the the other lens of the camera. And, you know, that definitely did help my mental state because I was not in a – I was not super thrilled. I was understanding of the fact, but still to kind of, you know, be so excited for this and then to kind of have it just, you know, kind of had the rug, you know, taken out from me. And so then, you know, that kind of really helped me with the rest of the game. Uh, yeah. I decided that, you know, as the if there is if if there is such a thing as a mayor of pre jury, being the first boot, I was like, the least I could do is kind of give them the exact same thing that happened to me, where I have no idea, like we like none of us ever really talked about if we had a big crowd of us a, a big crowd watching you play. Um you know, how many loved ones you had, but because I had enough people, you know, show me love and comfort, uh, I thought it was the least I could do that with me going through this exact same experience uh, with other people that it was the least I could do is to kind of give them a nice little warm hug and they could see that if, you know, I'm still, you know, kind of smiling through it all and you didn't have as much shit luck as I did, you know, like it'll be okay. Uh, and then that's when, you know, a bunch of those bonds formed really post game.
1: Yeah. That's and a that, great perspective. I, I'm going to need to hop off cause I got a really early morning. So I'll leave you with William to wrap, but I just wanted to say personally, and on behalf of all the production, we're, we're really happy to have you as part of the SC family. It doesn't matter to us who was first boot or the winner. Like we're all in this now together. And, uh, we look forward to having you be part of all of the goings on going forward.
2: Oh yes, yeah. I mean I appreciate it. Uh, you're like you'd have to literally call my airline to make sure I don't fly into Macomb because I am <laughs> with being a teacher. I have all the free time in the summer, so I'm I'll be. I know we kind of joked about it after the game where if you need me to dress up as a bear and be in the cornfields, like I will do literally anything
1: <laughs> to, uh, to
2: to to have an impact on this game for, you know, for future players.
1: I love it. I appreciate it. And uh, I'll sign off now, but uh, I'll be talking to you in the future. All right. Thanks so much, John. Thanks, right, John. Take.
0: I was going to add, Stu, to what you just said, uh, which is just – you perfectly embodying the experience of this whole event, which is what I always say towards the end of everyone's episode is just, you experience something extremely unique um, together that is so unique that even though like, There's multiple seasons of these people. There's no season quite like your own. And so regardless if you played with them or not, there's this special bond that you have with your cast that is a different kind of bond than any kind of friendship I've had with people. And it's because you just shared an experience that you all understand as both traumatic, amazing, disappointing, thrilling, so many ups and downs and you know, realizing that like, yeah, we're all about to get voted out, you know, um, people are going to want to know that it's going to be okay. And we only have so much more to look forward to as now that we've experienced this together, we can continue sharing this experience together as we become friends.
2: Oh, for sure. Like, and it's, you know, like there are a couple things that really stood out to me, even as the game was going on, you know, like I think one of my favorite moments was during the gross food eating challenges. And I was talking to some people on production and I was asking, like, hey, like ranch dressing is like my favorite thing in the world. Like, you wouldn't happen to have a spare bottle. So as Holada walks by, they can just see me down an entire bottle in like no, with no trouble at all. And be like, look what could have been. Uh, so as fate would have it, Evan then goes and runs and <laughs> grabs one of the bottles that was in the heat for about 25 minutes. And then I was, I talked a big game, so I had to back it up. So I know Hannah has a, uh, has a video of me just downing that, uh, that ranch dressing soda, but then to like, (laughs) but then to like go out Friday night, you know, even though I, I, uh, mentioned how maybe game wise, my perception of, you know, Kelsey wasn't, uh, wasn't the best, Uh, She had mentioned that she was in town, so I know like myself, Morgan, Jamie, and uh, Jake Miller went to a restaurant that she she, uh, made sure to talk about, Uh, and then we did a whole thing with people on the pre-jury on Saturday, and then with, you know, like, obviously being big fans of the game, you know, like, we're going from the challenge, and then we're walking to Tribal, and then we're like, we have more intimate knowledge than the people that are just watching the game play. So to, you know, to see like an actual season of survivor, uh, play out right in front of your eyes was, was really cool to see because we had at least some kind of working relationship with everybody that was involved. And so like, you know, as the pre jury family got bigger and bigger, you know, like we would go to the tribals and be like, what do we think is going to happen? You know, Et cetera, et cetera, And that was just super fun to watch. And so I, I, I definitely wanted uh, to take the time to tell people if there are any, you know, prospective people who are wondering if they should play and am I still going to have a good time if I get voted off early? Like a thousand times. Yes. Uh, I mean, to kind of piggyback off what you said earlier, like these are people that I would have never met uh, had I not played this particular season. And, you know, we're bonded by by this, you know, even though like we're a part of the entire Survival Challenge family. And while I'm close with people from the 2019 cast, like I don't think, I mean, really aside from Anthony DeMont, I don't know if any of those relationships come to like the same as the people that I, I played this game with. And, you know, like for instance, I was just in Nashville for, you know for a wedding and I had some free time and you know Caitlin was probably the person I felt best about uh in the game and then you know we we you know we just you know us being voted off and you know at that point there's there's no gaminess happening it's just a legitimate friendship that she you know drove the two two and a half hours to come hang out and so it's just like this would have never happened like I would have been in Nashville I would have had you know who knows what I would have done, you know, for, you know, the hours that, you know, we spent hanging out and, you know, just kind of reminiscing and then just talking about other things in general. So it's just, it's crazy how I've heard in, in people's past talk, it was like, this game is going to change your life. You know, it's going to give you something that you didn't know you quite needed. Uh, And I thought I was like, come on guys, like let's, let's be serious. Uh, But then like actually see it happen uh, firsthand has been, been incredibly awesome
0: yeah it's it's something that i felt the same way about and i can't understate after experiencing it myself that no this was life-changing like it really just is and there's very few things that i can put that label on and as silly as it sounds uh it's not that silly because it was life-changing um and yeah i totally get what you mean by like having that front row seat to a game of survivor that you also were a part in is so much fun. You know, I had my little like gossip crew of myself, Colin, Becca and Lance, and we'd all be tossing theories. And if there's any footage of any tribal council, after we were voted out, you could see, Uh, especially me, Colin and Becca sitting next to each other, Mm -hmm. having hats covering our mouths to make sure that no one could read our lips on our theories and stuff like that. Oh God,
2: it's so true. Like, just like I said, like as our pre-jury family got bigger and bigger, like I would just wear, I would just wear my buff like it was a mask and I would just be talking and like, you know, like I said, I would like, I would do the hat and I would like cover up because I like, obviously I don't want to give anything away, you know, on, you know, as a viewer side. Um, but like, yeah, just like, even though you're out of the game, like you're still so enthralled by the game that you're still running game theory and you're still talking about like, what if scenarios for people who are still in the game, it's, it's just unreal.
0: And, uh, yeah, what was, what's your just final thoughts on the season as a whole, like as a uh, person who played in it and then got to watch the rest of I it? I
2: hate one world. I hate schoolyard picks. No. Um,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, and I'm not coming back. Uh, stand, no. Don't worry, man.
0: I hate uh, swaps or their lack of <laughs> yes, you know? yes, yes, uh,
2: <laughs>
0: No. I hate freaking big logs that we have to cure. I just, you know. No, I mean,
2: like it, like, it was just, I knew it was going to be a cool experience, uh, but to even like I, like I've said earlier, even to be voted off as early, you know, as I was, uh, and to still just have the most incredible time. Uh, it's just been awesome. And, you know, just like talking with people, whether it's in my game or people I met on production or volunteers, it's just like, it's, it's truly is, it truly is a family and I'm literally already cannot wait for for july for this for this next game to go underway
0: that's awesome dude and that's what we really love to hear because what's going to be awesome for you is experiencing what it's like to be at survival challenge on the other side of things because it's not going to be the same as uh your season But it is going to be just as much fun and just as memorable for a completely different reason. And it's going to be that reconnection of not just reconnecting with your cast altogether, where it all started again on your one year anniversary of becoming friends, but it's also going to be connecting with your entire Survival Challenge family as a whole. And then the most meaningful part, really playing a role in bringing that to the next wave of people knowing that they're about to experience something that you know all too well. And I can't tell you how many times I was looking at uh, this cast and especially you, you know, knowing you before the game and just, feeling so happy that you were experiencing these moments that I was. And I'm just like, man, soak it in because this is a special time. And I'm not even sure if you know how special it is in this moment.
2: I mean, I'm sure like it'll really come, you know, full circle, uh, come, come the next game. And then I, I do want to say before we dip out, uh, big shout out to, uh, the entire cast that I played with, like you all were ballers, uh, it was so fun to play to play with you guys. Uh, shout out to my friends and family who were who were watching along and supporting in the stream. I did. I haven't watched it all. I haven't watched them all, but it was cool to see the stew love. And then even the people like this is the part that really baffled me. And I can kind of like see now what you what we're saying earlier about somebody random, you know, talking to you and like hyping you up. Like there are people in the chat that were talking about me that I have no idea who they were. And they're just like, oh, like do this, do that. I'm like, this is the coolest thing in the world. So just, I mean, just a big shout out to, to just really everybody involved, you know, production, the players, the, you know, the fans who are watching and commentating, like this wouldn't be put on without the amazing production that, that does go on. But then it's the people that play the game and then watch the game and really make the interaction like all like super, super worth it.
0: Absolutely, dude. Couldn't couldn't have said it better myself and hearing your story and everyone else's story is what keeps us going year after year. And we can't wait to do it all over again, man. Uh, Hopefully with some better weather, Uh, because I mean, if you got one bragging right, it's that you 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 survived uh, some of the worst weather that we've ever seen in survival. Actually, uh,
2: I actually wanted to down for more so sorry future players if I speak that into existence my bad <laughs> <laughs> so you're taking the other side you're not yeah, saying like, that, I, I, oh. I don't want to have it the worst like let somebody else have no, I'm just kidding
0: <laughs> well who knows we had a rainy season then we had a stupid hot season well, well, I, and now another rainy I, I, season was, so. I was saying
2: like you know I think it'll be a fun to talk about you know with with people as it goes on because obviously you guys experienced the hot season, and like, how would have you have fared in, in you know in a damper season? And then you know maybe on the flip side, if it gets to be a warm one, you know, in the next one or the one of the next few ones, it's like, how would this have kind of change the dynamic of of things potentially? So
0: awesome. Well, thank you, Stu, so much for joining me and John here. Uh, thank you for everyone that's listening um, and. You know, I think Stu is a testament to just how good it is, even if you literally happen to be uh, the unfortunate person who not only gets like swap screwed, but also goes home first because it's still a life changing event to be a part of no matter how you finish, because at the end of the day, it's not how you finish. Sure, it's nice to win, but only one person can win. There's always going to be people that get voted out and there's always going to be someone who ends up being last. And it's all about how you use that experience, regardless of how you finish Uh, And you've been an amazing example, Stu, of what that looks like, even from someone like in your position. Well, thank you. Well, thank you. If you're looking to learn more about Survival Challenge, you can go find us on Facebook, Survival Challenge. You can also follow us on YouTube and Instagram. Um, If you're listening to the podcast, obviously you found us wherever you're listening to podcasts, but you can find us basically anywhere you listen to podcasts, whether it be Spotify, Apple podcast, Google podcast, wherever you want to find them, you can find them wherever is most convenient for you. And if you are wanting to sign up for survival challenge, we have applications coming up at the beginning of the year. So definitely keep tabs on our socials to when we will post the info for signing up. Thank you everyone listening. And once again, thank you, Stu. Yeah, thank you so much.